0: Talk is Jericho is the plot of thunder and rock and roll. And happy Canada Day to my fellow Canadians. Uh, Canada Day is technically tomorrow, July 1st. And we're celebrating on Talk is Jericho with the Winnipeggers, Speewe, Ribo, and of course me, Irvass. <laughs> we'll be doing a live broadcast uh, on my YouTube channel and my Facebook page on Thursday. But today, we're celebrating again with a watch-along of the first movie that Ribo ever saw in theaters, Bob and Doug McKenzie's Strange Brew. It's the story of uh, Canada's favorite hosers, Bob and Doug, uh, created by Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas for SCTV. We'll fill you in on the backstory of Bob and Doug and how why this movie got ever got made. Uh, We got stories, movie trivia. We'll set the record straight on some of the Canadian slang and stereotypes in the film. And like I said, the Canada Day celebration continues tomorrow night for a special live edition of the Winnipeggers with me, Raibo, and Speedway. The festivities start at 9 p.m. Eastern on my Facebook Live and YouTube channel. Laugh with us now and laugh with us tomorrow. Winnipeggers Live, 9 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live and YouTube. And then come rock with Fozzy. The Save the World Tour starts in earnest September 2nd in Columbus. We got a few festival appearances happening before then. You can get all the tickets at FozzyRock.com. Uh we start with some festivals. Iowa City in Wild uh, at Wildwood on July 14th. Cadott, Wisconsin at Rockfest, Fest uh, July 15th, July 17th in Jacksonville at the Taco Festival, Sheboygan, Wisconsin, August 18th. 7th at Brat Days, and then Columbus is on uh, September 2nd. Joliet, Belvedere, Kansasville, Harrisburg, Blue Ridge Rock Fist, all the way through the first week of September. And we go all the way to Orlando on uh, October 9th. It's the Earth Day birthday, with, uh, and also we also have Through Fire, Royal Bliss, Black Satellite Zero Theorem will be out for us for most of those dates. It's gonna be a great time, and check out the Fozzie VIP. It's the best VIP in the business, and uh, boy, it's so most of those are sold out. But you can still go check out uh, if there's some VIPs available at FozzyRock.com. All right, let's get the Canada Day celebration started with the Winnipeggers and the Strange Brew watch along right now on Talk Is Jericho. My brother. All right, so uh, we've done quite a few uh, watch-alongs on Talk Is Jericho with Greens and Grains with, with Kevin Smith and I, and of course uh, a few great ones with the Team Tiger Awesome, and then we did a, a Kiss Animalized watch-along a few months ago. So this is kind of a, a, a new group. It's the Winnipeggers. It's Rybo and, and and Dave, and of course if you haven't been listening to us every. Uh, Thursday, you should, because we have a third of a million people have been uh, watching our shows, which is awesome. And it all started here on Talk is Jericho, so uh, we're back, and uh, Dave uh, banged his head into the wall right before he got on the show, and he's, he's ice pack on his uh, forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're back to our roots. Talk is Jericho, our roots. Back back of the roots, and what we're going to do today is we're watching Strange Brew, um, which is, of course, is the Bob and Doug McKenzie movie that uh, was released in 1983. And Rival and I were talking earlier just how huge Bob and Doug were, not just even in Canada, but across all of North America for like a pretty short period of time, right?
1: Absolutely, and every American when you'd go down south, they'd go, "Oh, Bob and Doug." They'd always. We were kind of all joked at all the time about oh take off eh and it was yeah, you know yeah. that's beauty eh it was always a pretty cool thing I looked I up to those be- two when I was like 13 or 14 when, that, when they I was like I want to be those guys and now we are kind of congratulations <laughs> yes,
2: we are very close actually yeah, I think I think that was kind of uh the the uh you know the American perception of of Canadians was defined a lot from yes yeah we didn't mind better or worse you know, it's,
0: it, it's funny because um, the uh, if you've ever seen Fargo, the Coen Brothers movie, and uh, they have those crazy accents and you think that everybody from up there sounds like that and they don't. Just a, a certain kind of small, like, oh yeah, you betcha, gonna have some supper, like... Not It's a very small group, sounds like that, but everyone thinks that people from there there speaks that way. It's kind of the same with Bob and Doug McKenzie. Everyone just thinks that we're like, hey, Hoser, take off, eh? You know, like beauty, eh? Like, I don't think I ever said Hoser in my life. Yeah, or beauty, <laughs> or, or be- take off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so this, so Rival actually even showed me earlier a couple of minutes ago uh, that th- they put out an album um, that was uh, a comedy record and it was on the top 10 of the Billboard charts and not Billboard comedy. It's uh, Go-Go's at number one, Jay Giles, Joan Jett, Vangelis, Journey, Police, Olivia Newton-John, Foreigner, Bob and Doug McKenzie, Loverboy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's classic. I think it was if on for like nine weeks or something It stayed there too or something.
0: Just unbelievable. So, what's the genesis of this ride? I know you kind of this obviously came from SCTV, which was a big show that made it into the states, but it was also very popular in Canada.
2: Before that, do you know kind of the genesis of Bob and Doug McKenzie? Yeah, basically, what happened was um, when they started getting played in in America. When America took America, when America <laughs> took it on, they actually had uh, less uh, commercials than Canada, or vice versa. I think I think they had less commercials, so they had an extra two minutes that they had to fill. And uh, I think it was actually in Canada they had extra time. So they had an extra two minutes per show. And they say, we want to fill it. And uh, CBC said it should be Canadian content. We want Canadian content. <laughs> they're like, well, what do you want us to do? What do you want us to do? Put toques on and parkas and uh, cook back bacon and drink beer? And, then, and they kind of laughed at that. So that's what they did. They would just show it at the, at the very end of SCTV. They'd show their two <laughs> minutes and they'd have no budget. It was like typical Canadian programming. And that's how it all started, and then it just became, uh, It just, you know, none of them thought it was even that funny, really. They just kind of whipped off a whole bunch of uh, episodes, like, right away. So there are only two minutes, and they did about, like, ten of them in one sitting, and they just had a few drinks and would just improvise, and then they'd pick some of the funny ones. And That's just... awesome.
0: Well, and the funny thing is, too, like, like you said, there's no budget, and it's basically just based around the most uh, stereotypical Canadian tropes. And uh, even like when that uh, that album was out, I remember listening to it when it, we were probably eleven or twelve. Well, nineteen eighty three, I was twelve, and didn't really realize it until if you ever listen to it now, you can tell they're literally getting loaded. Yeah, right. Like, and and, and they talk about how how the, by the end of the album they really are drunk. Like when they talk about how drunk they are, uh, <laughs> they really are like getting loaded on the beer and. My wife and her friend were traveling cross country and they went to like a um, gas station where they sell, you know, albums and stuff. And they bought this cassette because I told them how hilarious it was. And they're like, it's the most unfunny thing I've ever heard in my life. And I was like, well, I guess you kind of had to grow up in that time frame and be Canadian to really get it maybe.
3: (laughs) I
1: love how they were looking for Canadian content, and that's and there wasn't much of a Canadian identity prior to Bob and Doug McKenzie. Yeah, in a, in right. a way, it was kind of like, well, what would it be? Because we're very much Americanized. We're kind of European too, with uh, Monty Python's the comedy yes. or the or the other comedy we had here. And, and uh, I just love that. I mean, that would just be the easiest way. Well, the simplest way to do this would be take off a, drink
0: beer, <laughs> wear toques. Perfect. You know, it's uh, the album also had like a uh, Geddy Lee was on it where uh, they did take, off, take uh, off to the great White north to the great White north, which was like some kind of semblance of a hit. And it's just it's just bad, like terrible sounding keyboards and terrible sounding drums. And it's just like, oh, you, you listen to it. Now, I remember me <laughs> and Wallace used to sing Getty Lee, bad career move. <laughs> Getty Lee, bad career move. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was it? Sandbox, what? Eh? What is
1: that thing? It's cool. Right. What is it? What is it? What does that mean? Something you go camping back in the day and just scream that as you're yeah nude <laughs> in the bush or something. I don't know.
2: Well, that's the song that makes them fight, eh? Beauty. Play it again. Hear oh. like some kind of a loon or something that you hear in the forest. I have no idea. I think they just ad-libbed everything. They just <laughs> slapped it together, they had some drinks. And they just made stuff up, like the album. They I think they recorded for like four hours straight and got kind of loaded towards the end, and then someone kind of mixed it, and they didn't know if it was going to be any good at all. They they just kind of thought, well, I don't know. Is this funny? Is it funny? I don't know. Let's play it for, you know, other people. <laughs> and, then, and they played it for uh, Dave's brother, Ian Thomas, who was a pretty – we heard a lot of his stuff in uh, Canadian radio. Yeah, he had – I was just
0: yeah. – actually just Googled him. He had about 10 legit hits in Canada.
2: Yeah. They were good. To me, he was kind of like the uh,
0: Canada's answer to Paul Simon. In a way, in, in a way, yeah. A, a little bit of uh, oh, like Lindsey Buckingham solo album type stuff, like just kind
2: of guitar-based, keyboard-based, you know. That's funny. There was a uh, lot of that kind of soft, um, like Rhodes piano playing and stuff like that, too. He kind of had some similar sounds that, like, I would say Paul Simon used. But he had huge hits, uh, Pilot pilot uh, yeah you know what that's
1: pretty good, oh, cool yeah. i think yeah are you going to scarborough fair
0: pilot. pilot and he had a, a, a hold on was a big one for him hold on nothing's the same Oh, tell me right why i feel this way and uh painted ladies remember that one kind of a steely dan type thing
2: yeah yeah good call
0: and he actually does the theme to uh to strange brew which we're not gonna hear because we can't we'll get in trouble but we're gonna tell you when it's on but we're gonna uh watch this movie here it was released august 26 1983 uh the budget was four million the box office was eight and a half uh so it doubled its budget and it was based on shakespeare's hamlet um, which you can see throughout the whole show, if you know anything about Shakespeare, it's completely ripped off in this movie. Raibo, did we go see this in the theaters? Is this one of the ones we, we went to?
2: This is the first movie I ever saw in the theater without my parents, basically. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Uh, you and my, me, you and my brother went down there. So you guys are three years older than me. So I was like, <laughs> I would have been, when did it come out? 83? So I was 12. So you would have been nine or 10 at the well, When's your birthday? Uh, it's, it's actually tomorrow. It's going to be tomorrow. Oh no, kidding! Oh, get back back out of town.
0: at terrible friends.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> never knew what month it was all these years.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so you,
0: were, so you were born. You were born in nineteen seventy-three, right? That's right. Yeah. So you were, you had you were about just over ten years old at your first movie ever with,
2: uh, with us with you guys we took the bus down there and i remember at one point you guys we we showed up at the capitol theater i believe it was yeah and um or the met maybe maybe the met
0: I'm thinking the Garrick, but I think it might be the Capitol. That that sounds good.
2: Okay, no, well, let's go with that. Anyway, right. uh, you guys basically dropped me off, at we went right to the the front there, and we were standing there and like, okay, you, Rybo, you you stand in line here, and we're gonna go to Records on Wheels. <laughs> you and Kev just left a nine year old standing there by himself, and I actually stood at the front of the line, and the line kept growing because there was a the back of the line, and I was actually standing at the wrong place. I was kind of like beside the front. You didn't so know you it was your first. There, like,
1: it was
0: your first real line. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we left this this 10-year-old kid in his first movie in
1: his first line. What, what do we expect to happen? No kidding. And what type of 9-year-old, 10-year-old kid
0: wants to see Bob and Doug McKenzie? You'd be watching
1: Smurfs or something, wouldn't you? God.
0: So so we went to the record store, and you were standing at the at the front of the line, but not in the right spot. So the line
2: was growing behind you, and you weren't in line. That's correct, yeah. So when you guys got there, you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It's my first line. So you know. So, so then we had to go stand at the back, and I guess we went in and, and, and watched the movie. But that's, yeah, first movie I ever saw. The second one was also with you and my brother, and that was Ghostbusters, but that'll be for another, another day. All right, so
0: here's your chance to get the movie queued up, because we'll go ahead and start it uh, momentarily. But first... Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkled donut. There's a lot in this world worth celebrating, but nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off, like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background, or figuring out your risk tolerance, or finally understanding all those terms your friends keep throwing around like ETF. E-S-G and I-C-O. Learn about these investment products and more at Investor.gov. Your unbiased resource for valuable investment information, tools, and tips. Before you invest, Investor.gov. Where should
3: we go? Looney Bin or Brewery? I'm taking you to the
1: Looney Bin. Take No way. Go to the Brewery. All right. But then I'm taking you to the Looney
0: Bin. We should uh, probably start this movie here. It's uh, like I said. I haven't seen this. I, when's the last time you guys saw this? I, I think I watched this again
1: maybe 30 years ago, 25 years ago, somewhere maybe five to 10 years
2: after it was out. I remember watching I, it. And came out I on remember Video. watching it quite a few times. But I had it on VHS and I watched it over and over. So I know a lot of the lines in the movie. But I have not seen it in yeah probably 20 years now.
0: Wow, you well, sound you're the be, expert. This is Ribos night. And <laughs> his birth- birthday night. That's it. What a p- perfect way. Happy happy lockdown birthday. It's not a bad one though. It's not a yeah, not one bad one. more minute. one more. We're closer to the grave, Ribo. <laughs> step closer to that's it. Um so uh just before we get started, like I said, we only have the subtitles on because we're gonna put the sound off. And all you see is the Metro Goldwyn Mayer lion, and on the screen, on the subtitle, it says Belches.
1: Yeah, they were burping.
0: That tells you what we got going on here. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hold on a second. Oh, I forgot to say this. If you're gonna watch it with us. Start it now. You can pause it and start it now. And uh, here they go. So, uh, there looks like, as you can see, that because they have their own show and their set is really chintzy. So, they actually have a lion playing the uh, Metro Goldwyn Mayor uh, uh, kind of logo mascot there.
2: But he's drunk. He's, the, the lion's really drunk and he's just like, not <laughs> have to do
0: with it. I mean, look at this cheap ass. You want to talk about cheap ass club? Look at this cheap ass set. Look at it's, all that Molson Canadian. There's some Labatt's 50 there. Oh my gosh. He just did the Kooloo 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 movie version with horns and stuff. Dun, 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 dun. And the topic, they always had a topic every week. And the topic for this one is, is movies. Yeah. It sounds like we stole their idea for Winnipeggers. It kind of is. Like Dave said earlier, we, you, Dave wanted to be Bob and Doug McKenzie, and you've, uh, <laughs> you've uh, succeeded. Um, and at this point, don't forget, the movie was made because of how many records they sold. Uh, it sold a million copies of, uh, of the record, and so when they started trying to uh, uh, sell the script – they bought it basically because of the um, amount of albums that they had sold and how much of a fan base they had.
2: That's cool. They were like kind of like the Beatles in a way. They, they said the first time, like they, SCTV was not like <laughs> SNL where they had a they were performing in front of a, a live audience, right? So they never really got any feedback from the audience, and throughout like the first three years of SCTV, they never really got any interaction with them, and then. They got invited to some uh, the parade or something. It was like a hoser parade <laughs> and, uh, in Regina. And they said it was the first time they got off the plane and the people were screaming and they're all wearing toques and stuff like that. <laughs> hoser mania. Yeah. Yeah, I remember they were kind of
0: like uh, like leading the parade and all this stuff quite often. Uh, like they would have Bob and the Mackenzie parade. So this is when he's saying, uh, if you want to ruin a movie, you bring a jar of moths into the theater. Right. And you open the jar, and the moths come up, and they go to the only light in the theater, which, of course, is the project, projection booth, and that ruins people's movies. And then they can get their money back and still yeah. stay. They were always about the scam, too. That was their favorite thing. Yeah, I was, trying to, I was trying to get free beer. And it's just terrible. He holds up the two beer bottles to his face. He goes, it's filmed in three B, eh? Three beers. It's just not even funny. but and, and so here's the movie that they made, 2051 AD, 10 years after World War Four. And so uh, this is the movie that they uh, had made on their own, um, which
2: is so stupid. I would see Rick Moranis wearing a jock on the outside. And he's got that voice
0: like, the Earth had been devastated by a nuclear war.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Rick Moranis never acted again because he watched this movie.
0: Yeah, exactly right. (laughs) It's so funny, though, because there wasn't much to do. All the bowling alleys had been wrecked. Yeah, this is 2031.
1: This is us in 10 years. Rybo just
0: yeah. pretty much
2: searching for beer.
1: Yeah,
0: the best part is too at this early. point in time. Um, oh my know, the science fiction <laughs> movies, Star Wars, Return of the Jedi was super hot, uh, and here they are at the uh, gas station uh, lowering their spaceship down. Just super cheap. You know, I, I, it's very Canadian. I think you got to be real, real Canadian to, to to really understand what the hell they're doing here. <laughs>
2: Jesse added mutant. Are you friendly? What type of hockey helmet he goes, is that? Was
0: it Yofa or Jo? jo-, jo- Yofa or Yofa. Yeah, those are the No way. And that's another thing too. The, they say A at the end of everything, which is what people always kind of expected out of us as Canadians. You guys say A a lot. Uh, so the film breaks, and um, th- they don't know what they're doing. They got a giant bag of popcorn. It's all trying to be sight gags, and it's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, the other thing is, too, it started as like a two-minute thing, and now they got a, a right picture. It's like now you got to do an hour and a half out of the like yeah. thing they were trying to do as a throw-off, right? It's a great point, like every Saturday Night Live
0: movie. That's why it's very rare to get a great Saturday Night Live movie because it's a five-minute piece that now they have to expand in 90 minutes, and it's not always great. So here's here's uh, 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 Bob played by Dave Thomas, telling you how to get free beer by sticking a, a mouse in the beer. And then, and then we find out that they're actually in a movie and there's fans in
2: here watching it.
0: I think it's yeah. Doug is, uh Dave Thomas. I'm sorry, yeah. Doug is Dave Thomas. You're right. Bob is Rick Moranis.
2: And they're pissed off because this was on their eyes. Like, hey, they did this on their album, which they did. They tell oh, you get, you take a mouse when it's so small. And That's put it right. In
0: beer, right? <laughs> they did this on their album. And the other thing too is there's some real randoms. Mel Blank, who uh, did all the voices in Bugs Bunny is the random voice of their father, and also in the theater you hear that like they did this on their album.
2: Right? Yeah, that's funny.
0: <laughs> he did say a really funny joke earlier. Or uh, Bob goes, "I'm getting whiplash from my burps, eh?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> he just told that old lady. Oh to take brother! Off.
0: Yeah, I told lady. I hope you're proud of yourselves. Take off, eh? So now <laughs> he's letting the moths go. This is where it gets funny, like. At the beginning, we're probably like, "Is this going to be like just every other SCTV?" But like, no, they're like now the people are leaving. And there's a riot because the moths are coming out. All these regular people in regular clothes running out for their lives,
1: and Bob and Doug are in parkas and toques, just <laughs> living their best life, throwing moths in the air.
0: Yeah, Bob and, and Doug. Yeah, Bob and Doug, There was cartoons of Bob and Doug. There was comic books. Like they, they probably are still making big money to this day from Bob and Doug McKenzie. Yeah. <laughs> probably (laughs) maybe now they now they gotta escape because everybody in the theater is really angry because their movie sucks so bad so they run up to the back alley and here's one of my favorite parts of the movie right now the dad has got two crying kids they've saved their allowance for months to see this movie what am I supposed to tell them just what the heck am I supposed to tell them (laughs) so here's here's a big plute point Ribo to make the dad happy they give him 15 bucks, which we find out is their dad's beer money. So now they don't have beer money for their dad.
1: Right. Right. And their dad is, I remember just a miserable guy too, that they always had to give beer to. So
0: yeah, he's actually Mel Blank's voice. you never see his dad. Right. But
2: so, so now you, they have well, to- you do, it's actually Dave Thomas. Oh, that's right. Isn't he like banging uh, his mom or something like that? Yeah. They play, they play them. All. That's great. He walks into the cop there and he's like, oh, good thing. I'm still wearing that jockey.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: Oh man! And this is when
0: Ian Thomas's uh, music starts—kind of a cool, funky, uh, strange brew. All right, nice old like '78 GMC van.
2: The dice in the mirror. Yeah,
0: very Canadian. Once again, they're still trying to escape from this angry mob in downtown Toronto. I think this might be where we were rival when you and me uh, uh, got out of the cab and ran away and didn't pay our fare. <laughs>
3: Much.
1: i, I was there old. i was there only watching that you yeah. and me this the way, is ryan's birthday he's getting all the stuff it's like the
2: three of us did everything yeah i like how they were just parked on the sidewalk there like like chris had the cheap ass movies. <laughs> and they got like a, a twenty dollar ticket in their beauty <laughs> it's a 20
0: and once again this is downtown toronto where uh we spent many a time. I think the uh, the hotel uh, nightclub is around there somewhere with the brothers outside, promising things they never delivered. <laughs> I
2: think that's the bag of garbage that Speewey and I pushed Stacey Keebler into. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, oh, the garbage strike. Jumpy and Shaggy, yeah, there was a garbage strike. And she loved Jumpy and Shaggy, who are rival in Speewey. And, Spewey, and uh, somehow she ended up falling into the garbage bags. Uh, no, I opened it up right over her. That was, <laughs> yeah. that's how somehow that's how yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now they're driving back home after their movie was a huge bomb i drank more than i should as he's driving saying that I... strange brew you can hear the the, the the there's actually subtitles for the music which is cool with the uh like we said the amazing ian thomas if you guys like kind of that early 80s steely dan a little bit more rock and Paul Simon, Lizzie Buckingham. Go check it out. He's got a lot of great tunes. There it is right there.
2: And how great is it that Max von Sydow is in this as the...
0: Uh... Unbelievable. They're able to get Max von Sydow for this. Like He was in four or five Igmar Bergman films.
1: And I'm not kidding. This isn't a bit because we <laughs> joke about how I only know Bergman. But he was in The Seventh Seal, Through a Glass Darkly. He was in a lot of the big ones. And he was the minister uh, on The
0: Exorcist. He was Father... Such huge. Such, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Remember the wacky cartoon noises? wing dong. First come, first served, eh? So if 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 the if the budget's four million, how much is Von Sido pulling down for this? He's got to be getting at least half a mil. Yeah, half a mil, I think, for sure. And not one person went to see this movie because Max von Sydow is in it. Who, th- Like, who the hell's Max von Sydow to a 10 year rival? He's in his first line, for God's sakes. You know, what's interesting, though, is that he would have been through the
1: theater that the guys in SCTV studied. You know, they were such big theater right. buffs. You look at stuff like Martin Short doing... Uh- Scenes from an idiot's marriage was an Igmar Bergman takeoff, and they just idolized Bergman. So you you just think they were probably like, oh, we got to get Bergman. That
0: was probably the deal they made for the movie. It's like, all right. So we have to call one quick intermission right here to say thanks to Geico for making this strange brew watch along possible. Do you own or rent your home? If you do, uh, you know it's hard work, but you know what can be easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters' insurance along with your auto policy, and it's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. All right, let's get back to Strange Brew, eh? With no further interruptions, you hoser. Here, what are we gonna do? Bribe him. Well, give him a donut. Jelly, he likes jelly. Jelly donut coming. Okay, Jose. Come on. It's, delicious it's jelly. jelly get
3: jelly. it over there, get
2: over there. Quick, get a glass.
0: Here.
2: What the hell's going on in there? Hey, just get it's in here. Oh,
3: you take your turn. Oh, wait. you take your turn. No, you. No. You take it. Uh, I'm going
1: I'm to go. let go. I'm going to go. I'm go. letting go of the beer. you taking it. No. I'm letting go. I'm letting go. Okay, let go. okay fine. Uh, dad, Bob broke your beer. No, I didn't. Doug broke it.
0: So, so they have three beers left, and one goes to Hosehead, their dog, and then their dad wants a beer, so they're having a beer contest to see who can drink the last beer. And the dog is drinking his, and Bob and Doug have chugged theirs, so the only beer left is the one in Hosehead's bowl, but he's not happy. I love dog's name's Hosehead. It's great. <laughs> and they bribe him with a donut. Jetty donut coming to get that beer back from uh, Hosehead.
3: <laughs>
2: that, oh, gross. The first time they're going to bribe someone with, with a, a donut.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so now they're pouring the, <laughs> it's so bad. They're pouring the, the beer oh. that was in the dog <laughs> dish into a glass and it's filled half with dog food and beer. Dog food, beer, and dog drool. And now they're arguing who's going to take it. And, of course, they both let go. I'm going to let go. No, I'm going to let go. And, boom, they let go. And then they're blaming each other. Dad, Bob broke your beer. And then he's got the dog broken. I
2: know. That's
1: classic. And Dad says, I want you hosers to get me a case of beer first thing in the morning.
0: Use the money I gave you today. You idiot. And once again, this is Mel Blanc. Like, he ain't coming cheap either.
2: <laughs> there's, there's about a million right there <laughs> there's a
0: million in their budget right there for two characters that no one gives a shit about it could have been joe flaherty and eugene levy
2: and no one would have cared <laughs> the rest of the people in this movie just did it for beer <laughs> beer.
0: so now they're going to the beer vendor to try and get uh, free beer because don't forget they gave the beer money that their dad gave them to the kid outside of the movie And this is something that's very Canadian, a beer vendor, where some guy in the back pulls out a case of beer and puts it down a conveyor belt, and then it comes out the little door and you take it. Yeah,
2: that's funny. Oh, they're getting
0: a 2-4. They ordered a 2-4. Of Elsinore beer, which Elsinore is the castle in Hamlet, by the way. So once again, do you think this is not a Hamlet ripoff? They're even calling it Elsinore. $14.70 for a 2-4 in 1983. How much was it? $14.70. Fourteen dollars seventy cents. Is that what they said? Yeah, fifteen bucks. That's what he gave him. So now he's trying to convince him because they found a mouse in the bottle. That it's in the Canadian Criminal Code that it's illegal, uh, and he wants free beer. And then the guy goes, "Go to the brewery, take it up with him before I put you in a bottle." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a bunch. Of, everyone's laughing at him in line. You see how that? See that thing right there, right? it's it called a line.
2: You go stand in the back
0: of it. (laughs) Uh, Looks fun. So Elsinore Beer and the brewery is actually in this kind of Shakespearean looking castle. And then they go to it, even though it's a total painting. Um, But this is pre-CGI. Yeah. (laughs) And it's funny, if you've ever been to Toronto by the airport, that Molson plant looks exactly like the Elsinore plant right there.
1: Right. Nice.
0: So they got Elsinore Brewery to the left and also the Elsinore uh, uh home for the criminally insane right next
1: door. It's like connected to a mental home, I think.
2: Yeah, I like how they're like uh they're at a crossroads and then all the signs point just to the one <laughs> the way. Same
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> you see that brown Elsinore up there? That looks exactly
2: like the oh, Molson yeah. plant by the airport. Yeah, you're true. That's right, yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> Here comes some more plot thickening. So now Pam, not Pamlet, but Pam, kind <laughs> of like Pam, right? Uh, and uh, this is a great line here, too, where she's stuck in the gates here where there's uh, there's electrified fence, and he's going to go to get her out, and Doug says, uh, don't get out. You'll you're ground and get electrocuted. And Bob goes, he hooked up our stereo, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yes,
0: yeah, so, yeah this is Pam she's the uh the love interest shall we say and she's stuck in the gates here with electronic gates yeah with a beautiful uh, Volkswagen Rabbit
2: yes <laughs> <laughs> totally So then they
0: drive, uh, they rear her from behind, ram her from behind in their van to get her through the gate and save the day. So now she's their, uh, they're her hero. She's got a total Toronto Canadian accent. Thanks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys hear about? (laughs)
2: Nice. Now we're going to the evil lair of uh, Max von Sydow here. Ah. We
0: find out that uh, Elsinore Brewery
2: isn't all that it seems to be. That's right. So this is Claude, which in Hamlet is uh, Claudius is the brother. Ah, uh, yeah. So they're even even the names are, are very
0: close. <laughs> it's so Hamlet.
2: Once again, here we
0: are at the movies, Ribo's first movie, and we're watching a uh, really stupid ripped-off version of Hamlet with a bunch of guys drinking beer and wearing toots. <laughs> <laughs> and Revenge of the Jedi is playing across the, the theater.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my upbringing in a nutshell right there You're smaller
1: <laughs> line for strange brew
2: yeah oh my gosh and, and so there's this, paul, uh, paul Dooley in this too who's a sctv alumni who's also in uh, a mighty wind he's part of the nuf tet that's oh, right. right okay yeah yeah He's one of those Christopher Loy,
0: uh, Christopher um, guest uh, improv troupe guys. I think he's got some small parts and some other ones too. Yeah, I think he might be in most of those. So they're still trying to find a way to um, get free beer with their. They're not giving up on the mouse in the bottle. They're going all in on this one.
1: Oh, right to the front! Oh, part. here she
0: is. Who's this, ribo? I, don't, I have no <laughs>
3: idea.
0: <laughs> They have an appointment with that guy there, eh? (laughs) I'm sorry. He's been dead for years. Oh, that's (laughs) hilarious.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. We made the appointment with the deceased some time ago, eh?
1: So she's kind of a... a, Uh, How long ago was it they asked, when did he die?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So who's the new boss? We made the appointment with him, eh? So she's kind of a bigger lady, and uh, she will not give him the information that they want. So he pulls out a donut.
2: Oh, and says, "Perhaps this would refresh your memory, eh?" She takes it. She puts it in,
0: in the in the. She's so awesome, too. She takes it, puts it in the in the desk, and just could, goes right in. Yeah, it just spills the beans on everybody. Anything they want to know. And here it is. Once the guy died, uh, Claude married. The the mother or the, the wife of the guy that just died. So that's total Hamlet right his, there. Yeah, his brother basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And then Hamlet, as we know, the brother kills the brother, takes takes the wife, and then tries to you know be evil. But then something happens, which we'll get to. Yeah. Pamela looking a little bit like uh like uh, uh Karen Allen in uh, Ra- Raiders of the Lost Ark. What was her name and Ra- Ravenwood? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Wow, yeah, this is. Paul Dooly uh, didn't spend a lot of time in the in the hair and makeup chair. The hair is not looking good for a major motion picture. Paul here, yeah, here? Paul Dooly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: he looks like he's uh, Cheryl David's father on *Curb Your Enthusiasm*. Is it's that him. possible? Oh, that's, that's cool. yeah, that's, that's him. totally he's him. He's a very yeah.
0: famous actor. So what young can? looking here. He's not coming in at a cheap price. I mean, I'm sure he's not making Von Sydow money, but he's uh, he's making some money, you know. Yeah, for sure. Not American, so once again they brought him in from. Uh, he's from uh, Virginia, so a very famous guy. Still with us, by the way. Nice. Oh, cool. I wonder if oh, we no. <laughs> get
2: Jaws on the on the show.
0: <laughs> spewie's convinced that Jaws is in this movie, which he's not.
2: I, I, gotta, I, I'm. He's looking on at the credits.
0: He's not in the credits. There he is. That's no. not Jaws. I know. I know. That's
2: Claude. <laughs>
0: that's that's, uh, Rosie. Yeah, that's Rosie. That's Rosie. That's Sorry, Rosie. A yeah, good point. Angus McInnes. So these two idiots are fighting down the hallway. They run into Angus McInnes, uh, who's going to take him to where Claude Elsinore is, the guy who may or may not have just killed his brother to get his wife and take over the business.
2: Yeah. And he's got a total French accent. Yeah. And they
1: call him him Rosie uh, or La Rose. And I think it was uh, a take on Guy Lafleur at
3: the
0: time. Oh, nice. Good call. Good call. The great Montreal Canadian. These two hicks. Good like fun sideo. He's like, I bet you. it's he pulled a Brando, and that on that clipboard has his script on it. Yeah, no kidding. Method <laughs> acting. He shows up. Give me my five hundred thousand. I'm not learning any lines. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He's just, just happy
1: the movie's in color.
0: <laughs> I was just uh watching Doctor uh, the Island of Doctor Moreau, where Brando had an earpiece in his ear that his assistant was reading his lines to him, offset, and that's how he acted. Wow. Through the earpiece,
2: that's hilarious.
0: So they come in with uh, the 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 mouse in the donut, and then <laughs> Doug's the best. He goes, "A friend of ours who's a cop, eh, found this in his in his beer, <laughs> so the cops are involved now." And said, "Come here and get free beer, or he'll press charges." Eh? <laughs> you know, they they really do a good job because it's it's much like Seinfeld. You surround yourself with great actors. And your acting skills don't seem as bad. Not that they're not good actors, but they really fit in good with this group of... Uh,
1: For this type of plot, they pulled it off.
0: Yeah. Like, nobody else is an idiot in the movie, is what I'm saying. So they, they fit right in.
1: Oh, even their stride, their stagger, just the way they look like their faces are broken every time they talk.
0: <laughs> great, That's, They were great cartoon characters. When you saw the Bobadum cartoon, if you watch Moranis' face, oh, man. it's very Jim Carrey elastic. He's always making weird faces and, and and all that sort of thing.
1: And when Dave Thomas is talking, the way he looks at him is just this priceless. <laughs> he just is like big <laughs> eyes.
0: Like, what is he saying? <laughs> so now they so to placate them, they give them a job, counting, uh, uh, looking at bottles on the conveyor belt to make sure that nobody else um, uh, finds a mice in it. So they count for about twenty seconds. They're like, this. We're gonna yeah. Drink. They
1: just start drinking them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But they're being watched by good old Max.
0: There we go. And this other nerdy guy with the glasses on back here, he's just kind of in the background. He was the tech guy for the time in 1983.
2: Yeah. Got to love that monitor with the green font. Yeah, he's got his VIC-20 out there uh, monitoring everything. Yeah.
0: So now we find out that they've given the guys in the loony bin, who look like the cast of the Anthrax video of Madhouse, (laughs) running down the hallway looking like idiots and they've given them beer that drugged beer Yeah, and so they put on these really cool hockey outfits that look like stormtroopers and Darth Vader's and they go play hockey but then they play music that makes them go crazy
2: and look they're just taking a drink out of the <laughs> <laughs> just take a bit of beer and get on
0: the ice these guys were like literally just staggering down the hallway because they're so crazy now they're skating like f-ing Gretzky out there who's banned from the Winnipeggers by the way that's true S- see you Wayne so they got the specific tones. It's kind of almost like a close encounters of the third kind to where they play this music that makes them lose it. Once again, Von Sa was reading his lines right off of that computer. That's not a computer that's a teleprompter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, going to take over the world with beer. This is probably the only
1: comedy he ever acted in. I, 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 I think, think so. so. Maybe I'd be like five. Class
2: it. Gordon, does that count? <laughs> yeah. Unintentional. Yeah.
0: And good call on, on you, rival. when he said uh, uh, taking over the world, you said with beer, I thought he was going to take over the world with 10 lunatic hockey players wearing suits of armor. I was thinking, your odds aren't good for that, buddy. <laughs> I've got an army of 10. 10, I say. One of them's Rosie the Rose. <laughs> Le Fleur. So now we have uh, uh, Marion Ravenwood and uh, once again, what's his name? Paul, what's his name? Paul Dooley. Paul Dooley's hair, not good. Terrible hair. And so the daughter there, Marion Ravenwood, is not happy that her mom is getting married to her uncle so soon after her dad is killed. So they're both in on it, these uh, two evil people here.
2: Yeah, it's not, not good. Oh, so now they return home and they got all this free beer. And the, the dad thought that they stole it, but stole it. But um, <laughs> but no, they got they got jobs. And he's very now he's like singing. They got jobs. And look at yeah. all this oh wow, beer. they got a they got a 1977 GMC
1: van full of beer for dad. Full of Elsinore beer. Oh, it man. reminds
0: me of uh, uh, Billy Sheen told me that one time David Lee Roth had a party at his house. And in his garage was all the excess beer from the US Festival in 1983. He had, he just had him bring it to his, and it was 1985. And he said like most of it was skunky, but they didn't care because it was free and it was at Roth's house. So they had a huge party with the beer from the US Festival that Roth had from 19 in 1985. Worth <laughs> the, di- worth the diarrhea. Exactly. <laughs> so now the boys are here at work early. They don't want to be late, so uh, they get in and they go to sleep on the couch here um, to make sure they're on time. <laughs> oh, man.
1: That's that's us back in the day. That's <laughs> us last week. <laughs> oh, man. There's other couches. We'll just share one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it looks like they have more free beer. They got all the beer they can have now. Oh my god!
1: And they're so excited about the beer. It's just insane. It's
0: really funny. And once again, here's evil Max von Sydow phoning in phoning in his performance <laughs> as he's pretending to make drugged beer to take over the world. Yeah,
1: <laughs> not knowing what the other scenes is, not reading the
0: script, yeah, never meeting just, Rick Moranis he, or Dave Thomas at all. At Spewy, just underline my lines. I don't care about the rest. Yeah. <laughs> I love how we've compartmentalized uh, Von Sido as just phony in this performance for the rest of the movie. We threw
1: a glass darkly to strange brew. You can't make this shit up.
0: <laughs> uh, so now they um, they go and find a cafeteria uh, with video games in it, which is great. And they're always fighting and uh, just like two little kids, which is kind of the idea behind it.
1: How old do you figure they are in this movie? Like the characters? I mean, have we ever looked into that? Are they in their 20s? Are they 30? There's no way they're 40. are they
0: are they just kind of ageless?
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: You know, I, I don't because let's just see, let's see. So so at this time Moranis was thirty years old. For right. real. Yeah, for right? real, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dave Thomas is he's a few years older. He's thirty four at this point. Right. So he's he's a few years older than Rick. So they're probably playing about the same ages, right? Maybe?
2: Yeah. I think yeah. so. They're now obviously never leaving home, they're living with their parents, you
1: know. <laughs> exactly.
2: Exactly. <laughs> um,
1: and, and Rick Moranis, uh, Bob wearing the Canada toque, too. It's just got the huge, uh, embroidered Canadian flag on it.
0: Canada, it's, that's such a great point. Like, everyone's wearing like you know, t shirts and jeans, and they've got parkas, flannel, earmuffs,
1: earmuffs because <laughs> that's what Canadians I don't wear. Think I've never had a pair of earmuffs in my
2: life. That must have been actually horrible for them to have to do all their filming wearing that. Like, no matter what, it's, right. it's not very comfortable.
0: They probably took the lining out of it so they wouldn't have to be super hot. So, Moranis just grabbed something out of the cafeteria and drank the whole thing. And uh, Doug, uh, <laughs> Doug tells him that it's four months old, which um, four-month-old milk does not go well.
2: That wasn't refrigerated because none yeah. of those uh, things were... Right.
0: And, uh, I'm oh, he's really, Sorry I ralphed.
2: That's a Sorry, I <laughs> bapped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, his iron stomach finally caught up with him. A lot of these uh, topics can be at First jobs. Bob and Doug's first yob was at Elsinore Brewery. Uh, puking stories, we've got that in there. Yeah, see, see, we're, see, we're all Canadian. We all do think about the same things.
1: Thursdays at 9 Eastern, Winnipeggers. Check it out. Here's some, um, here's, some
2: more, uh, here's some more plute here now. Where she's got... <laughs> The, the, oh, this, this, look at
1: this, this old they, graphic. Love it.
2: The arcade game. So is that like a message from her father beyond the grave? Somewhat. I mean, because in Hamlet, that's what happens too. He comes back as an apparition and and talks about it. Oh, to wow. Him. Well, he, he, we do
0: see that. I think he comes out of, the video, out of the video game later on, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Look at those video games. It looks like Galaxia is next door to that. <laughs> Galax- Galaxian? Or Galaxian, yeah. Galaxian. <laughs> so what's our
0: uh, verdict on Pam?
1: Hot. She's pretty cute, I guess, for early 80s, right? Yeah. Nice sweater on her. Good. Yep. Uh, yeah. Nice perm. Really nice perm. I can nice, smell the perm from here.
0: Nice slacks that uh, the ladies wore back then. They were kind of in vogue, kind of like yoga pants now. Yeah.
1: Classy girls,
0: pre-joggers. So we find out that Rosie LaRose was a hockey player, like you said. And uh, and uh, Bob has a uh, has a card, a hockey card of Rosie that he's getting signed.
2: Yeah, he said I already had the gummy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> right. Cause he's got a puke breath.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and they just idolize him. Look at they got a crush on him. It's cute.
0: Yeah. A typical Canadians meeting any hockey player. I remember when I was a kid. It's like here yeah, the Momantha! this Momantha! Like one goal in seventeen seasons. You just think he's the f- bee's knees, right? <laughs> Here's von Sydow stumbling and bumbling over his words, no idea what's even going on.
1: <laughs> he should have taken some acting lessons before this.
0: <laughs> this Ingmar Bergman don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Hold on, you get some ice. Keep going.
1: Oh, that's great. He's doing a little test tube deal here, and wow.
2: And they're fighting. There, this is the, uh, the antagonism right here. Bon yeah Cato, just testing the beer all, all day just drinking this stuff Look
1: at the yeah back he's back. sinister right surveillance cameras everywhere there's something fishy going on at the brewery yeah and it's not the tainted mouse beer <laughs> oh man yeah
2: yeah I mean, Hope and, you guys have so been
0: sitting of... in oh, silence wow. since i've been gone
1: yeah right dead air dead air <laughs> he's yeah. back he needed
0: ice <laughs>
2: Shut up! I'm trying to watch the movie.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. This is not. uh, If you actually want to watch the movie, watch it on your own time. Yeah. So, um, Von Sydow, like we said, just stumbling through this. And um, yeah, is Pam is Pam kind of catching on to this? Yeah, she is going on here.
1: She's catching on. There's something going on. Something's up. She's like, "Why are there surveillance uh, cameras everywhere?" And he says, "Oh, she's here to
0: test the beer." And yeah. She said she threatened to fire uh, Broomeister Smith. Right. Doesn't bode well for young Pam's safety, I don't think. But, but Paul Dooley don't want no rough stuff. No. Cl- Claudius is not down with this. But I think pulling out a rifle. Yeah, <laughs> I think most time was like he's he's completely insane. He's like, you know what, buddy? He's thinking you he murdered your own brother. Wow. You had the stomach for that, and you don't want to see. But you murdered him first, so
2: he was already dead when i killed him
0: <laughs> so who's zooming who here i'm oh, just slapping him around
2: that's classic classic sctv the slap call
0: and we see earlier that dave and, and and rick wrote this along with um another cat by the name of steve janice or something like this steve Dejarnet. so um there's a lot of SCTV type uh, material in there because it comes right from the mind of of Rick and uh, and, and and Dave,
2: right. And also uh, uh, Brewmeister Smith here, Max von Sydow, is is getting a little crazy too because he's testing the beer I think all the time. So
0: oh, he's uh, he's getting his own stash. Uh, S- Steve DeJarnett uh, didn't really write much else. Uh, Cherry Two Thousand, Miracle Mile, and Future Sport were his other uh, movies. So. <laughs> so, so somehow Bob and Doug are now uh, on uh, got, have their equipment on to play. How did this happen? How did they get on the ice?
2: On oh, they're both they're both goaltenders.
1: There was a real big edit, and now they're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the
3: ice.
1: They called
0: Stacy, and she edited it for him. <laughs> Show yeah. exactly, and, and this actually fits another uh, one of our topics of sports. Uh, which we haven't tracked at the time, but by the time people watch this, they'll have seen it and then have laughed at it as well. So a lot of tie-ins here. So they're all lined up and ready to go. Yeah,
1: we got a five against five here. Hey, the far right and the black, that's uh, that's Richard Keel. That's Jaws.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't have skates on because he's too tall. So he's basically running around
1: in in stockings. For those not watching, it's uh, they're in
0: full armor. We can't tell who they are. And of course, he has to pull up his mask so so you can see who it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But the, the, it seems like the music has stopped and now they're starting kind of this big um Blitzkrieg. Right. It's a big, <laughs> big game and we got the the black armor against the white
1: armor, very Star Wars disk and the white armor has white women's figure skaters on.
0: Uh, figure skates <laughs> on. I mean, figure skaters.
1: Actual figure skaters, famous figure skaters on their feet, but the
0: And they skaters. basically just steamrolled over uh, Bob McKenzie and now it looks like Doug is next.
2: Come Doug's a little tougher than, than,
0: than Bob is, I think. Yeah, well, not down.
2: Tell that wasn't him.
0: <laughs> How can you tell?
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my left nut. He says. <laughs> wow. All
0: right, so they plugged the video game back in, and the the power cord is red. Um, like there's it's, it's overheating or something along those lines
1: look at the name of the game it's galactic border patrol
0: and if you see right next to it, there's an asteroids game with asteroids kind of uh, uh, uh spray painted out right so obviously happy, they have yeah, the word it, yeah it's almost like us watching us us doing this show we can't actually have any copyright at all right so uh we're, we spray painted over the audio and they spray painted over asteroids
2: so here's some big plute now. they've Now they're looking at the video game and they're showing the video, the video, as it were, of how they they killed the uh, Pam's father and how they tried to frame it.
0: So Von Sydow killed Pam's father and then they played it off like he got electrocuted in the gate. Yeah. Is that what we just saw? Yeah.
1: That's Look, at she's bummed out, man. She says, I knew it all along and this just confirmed it and this is really upsetting. She's very yeah. sad.
0: But earlier, when she was stuck in the gate, she wasn't freaking out. She should be freaking out. Her dad died from getting electrocuted on the gate, or so she thinks.
1: I think they shot scene by scene, you know? (laughs) (laughs)
0: know. She's just calling it in, too. How many movies? Look at this one. Somebody horked our clothes. (laughs) You want to hork our clothes? Do you guys remember? Did anybody ever say that? Well, I, I just remember
1: when you horked, it was like a spit, like you yeah. blew a, blew yeah, a loogie. Like, you know, you would hork a loogie. Was the you snort
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just horked a loogie. It was that... <laughs> and you just horked a loogie. It had hang time.
0: So once again, that's the difference between Western Canada and Eastern Canada. In Western Canada, horked is a loogie. In Eastern Canada, horked is stole something. <laughs> and look, they see these two morons walking down the uh, hallway wearing Bob and Doug's clothes. Ah, because they horked them. They horked them. So they that are, kind yeah. of well, hawked uh, them.
1: Horked them is what it is. I don't know why they're using
0: horked. I hawked some stolen goods. I hawked some he's, hot he's stuff. In. So now, oh, now they find this big tub of beer, big v- vat of beer, and they sneeze in it. Which in the uh, pandemic era doesn't look good. Um, they might cancel this movie just for that.
2: Yeah, they cut that part out. <laughs> exactly. Don't drink beer so- from Mary.
0: So, who are the guys that stole their clothes? That horked their clothes?
2: I think that's uh, Von Saito and uh, Paul Dooley. There.
0: Oh, they need a disguise. Okay. Henry here is—he's uh, kind of the helpful, uh, the helpful worker, right? That's just trying to help Pam figure out what happened to her dad. He's not in on it, I don't think. No.
2: I love how we're even just trying to describe the plot right well, <laughs> ridiculous, but well again <laughs> they uh
1: they put a mouse in some beers they ended up getting a free tour of a plant and now they're sort of in a
0: mental home i guess that's ridiculous. ripped off completely yeah. from hamlet yeah so there you go yeah. right but it's working it's if this this holds up this is a good kind of uh better than armed and dangerous with uh eugene levy and john candy
2: that is true
1: well, and we did idolize these guys at eleven or twelve or thirteen years old. It was like, oh my God, Bob and Doug are so funny. Remember the Christmas special they had on SCTV, yes. where they had like cigarette butts hanging out of the tree, and and mul- and <laughs> the stubby bottles everywhere. The old bottles were very short and stubby, and Molson Canadian caps in the trees, and
0: okay so the, so we just found out that uh, that the reason why they stole they horked Bob and Doug's clothes this is von Saito and Paul Dooley is that they came in and shot Pam and Henry and also the glasses guy um, so they're trying to frame Bob and Doug for for murder now at this point oh no see they're, they're dragging him down and von Saito is like nine feet tall as if as if uh, uh, Dave Thomas's yeans would fit that guy. <laughs> I
2: know. I Love those. Are you a little? Hey, floods.
0: <laughs> so now Bob and Doug, still wearing their hockey uniforms, have barged into the area that uh, that uh, the brewmeister and his and his lackey have just shot uh, the guy with the glasses, who now is I don't know. Is he dead? Is he just knocked out? I'm not sure what
2: happened. He'll be asleep for a. Two hours, they said. It's oh, because they used poison darts. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Ouch.
1: Also- yeah. They, they- <laughs> <laughs> now, Doug is...
0: Uh, oh, is that's accusing. the best.
1: <laughs> Yeah, so the guy Excuse hits me. his head on the keyboard, knocks himself out. He's not dead, and the two brothers try to throw each other under the bus yeah, immediately. Right I need a
0: lawyer. My brother killed him, basically. Yeah, Yeah. just completely. Just. Uh, uh, Bob, uh, Doug is such a bully towards Bob and i I'm even thinking it's one of those rare things where the younger brother is a bully to the older brother. I feel that Bob is older and and doug is, is just takes advantage of him.
2: I don't know you feel that you feel the other way around maybe I mean Bob is like sucking his thumb when he was sleeping there and stuff so he's like,
1: <laughs> yeah it's not maybe. like he's all there yeah. <laughs> And he just yeah, did, a normal brotherhood
2: that might be true, but we're dealing with these two. That's true. So who knows, right? So Doug just uh, took a floppy disk out of uh, the uh, one of the old stool, old school uh, computers there.
0: And he just says, oh, "Get out of the way! I'm a genius. He's super like you know, he he can fix anything."
2: So now he's playing, <laughs> on, the, on the piano, and they're like, "Beauty, that song's making him fight." So when they play that song it actually is. Oh, right. the rage uh, So now they're all
0: all the guys that are messed up on the drugged beer uh are fighting each other as Bob and Doug uh commentate this this mass uh, beatdown. Oh
1: my god. Oh man and they're just like doing commentary making up that these are real players they're naming Gretzky and different people. Yeah.
0: I think there was a that was listed as Mohav. Right. And now, uh, Von Sydow and his lackey just the poison darted Bob and Doug, and have put them into these uh, uh, barrels of beer, which is terrible once again. Because nowadays, this is, this is human trafficking. This is what they do. They put these poor people into barrels. So this is kind of the uh, one of the earlier versions of that.
1: Yeah, and Bob and Doug would love this though. So, <laughs> it's, <laughs> well, we're in a
0: bottle of beery. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so so the the glasses guy has now gimmicked the brakes to where uh they've got two stops, then no brakes. I've never known any any guy that can do that. Like I'll I'll kill the brakes but you get two stops first.
2: Yeah. That's good. Well Ted's a genius, eh? <laughs> like that's
0: just called uh Hollywood uh making up your own rules.
2: Yeah. I like that, that that Ted guy looks like Stephen Colbert or something like that. He does. Yeah, he, did, he, did.
0: he looks like a cross between Stephen Colbert and the other guy who took over the show now. Is it John? something? Around, not John Stewart, but the other guy.
2: Uh, um, oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Can't remember, though.
1: I'm just more into Bergman. In um, Bergman films. I enjoy uh, Stravinsky music. Just yeah, so far <laughs> away from cable
2: television. So stupid. Now, this is not Bergman. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. 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 This is not uh, the same guy.
2: No. Oh, well, <laughs> the, fleur, the
1: flower, the rose comes up. here. This is when he starts to, and he's, he's in a, in a home too, right? He's in a mental home or whatever you call it. And he's, yeah. he's very, uh, kind of crazy. And they're just starting to befriend him a little bit more here too. Yeah.
0: It's John Oliver. He looks like a cross between Stephen Colbert and John Oliver. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that any of you can see this unless you're watching along with us anyways, so just go with it. So now they're pulling out. Uh, I think uh, I think Doug has woken up, and they told him to go deliver this beer.
2: Right. Uh, and they say it's at the bottom of a very big hill. Just make sure you go down to the bottom of the very big hill. Nudge, <laughs> <might> nudge, wink, <laughs> wink. And here comes some of the lunatics. <laughs> like a
0: scene from... Uh, <laughs> Don't like I said or something. Yeah, <laughs> 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 um, or so literally send those lunatics back to the institute. No it, it, it Von Saito has no time for these uh lunatics as he calls them. And apparently they all went shopping at the Salvation Army store for their uh, costumes for this, because they're just, they're, nothing matches. They're all wearing robes. They're so nuts. You know, they they, they 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 did the same thing for lunatics as the movie did for Canadians. Like, people see Canadians, they think it's Bob and Doug, and they see lunatics, they think it's the guys in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a lunatic. Do you wear a robe and uh miscolored pajamas, or what? <laughs> they
1: Where got the stage clothes about? from
0: One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, yeah, good call. Good call. So oh there you go. There's your first break and doesn't he say like I was just checking? Yeah. Yeah, just testing the brakes. And you're like, you idiot, there's only one only one left in this uh Hollywood rule of yours.
2: And they're following him like right behind them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: Love it. Von Sido showed up for work today at about six PM. He's supposed to be there at five AM, but he was drinking with hookers all night long. Doesn't give a shit, man. He's like, Yeah. I'm the star, what are you gonna do? All right. Still so, got prepaid. There we go. Uh, that's stop number two. That's
2: right. They're so the next. To feed feed Hosehead. head has Ho's got to eat.
0: <laughs> Hosehead hasn't been around in four days. He might not be doing too well. <laughs> of course. Uh, the, yeah, there you go. This is where his parents are just loaded because of all the free beer. His dad drank it all. They couldn't handle it. Oh, no. place is just trashed. Yeah, It looks like uh, Lee Wren's place in 1988. Yeah. <laughs> Or was it, Henderson, was it Henderson and Lee that had a
1: place? Or who had Oh, place? shoot. Yeah, right. The oh. one the fridge just had one huge Italian sausage in it or some kind of like <laughs> big, huge, massive dong that you just would nibble off of. And then everybody, the closet, everybody got a bite.
0: In the closet was just the orange garbage bag full of porn tapes. Oh, wait, that old, was your house. <laughs> old VHS ones. <laughs> so Hosehead has the eat and he looks up and sees Bob and Doug as giant ste- steaks. And this is after Bob and Doug break into their mom and dad's bedroom and Moranis is the mom and Thomas is the dad and they're having sex. So that's pretty creepy.
2: That is. And I think Mel Blanc does the voice for both of them, I think. While they're having
1: sex. Yeah. Um, that, that's even better. Hey, it's better than Bob and Doug McKenzie having sex. I'd rather see their mom <laughs> and dad than those two.
0: Well, they kind of did. They just put on wigs and went into drag, which is another uh, possible Winnipeg or show that you may or may not have seen <laughs> by the time this airs. <laughs> oh, when we go into drag? Yeah, that's Isn't next. That week. In, it's in our DNA. We can't help it. Yeah. We're Kids not. in the hall, Monty Python. That's where we all come from.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. We're just getting ideas from this.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, did, what, did, what did he just put on the The floppy disk was a record?
2: Yeah. Oh. They put it on to pretend they're, hey, it's one of those new wave bands. When mm. eh? so they throw it, it to Jose, and Jose like,
0: promptly eats it.
2: Like they're about to be
0: killed, and they just, oh, grab a couple beers. Like they're just. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they see the beer and it's like that's all that matters like, you drive because you're too loaded? Eh? it's like oh no just getting started like lots of drinking and driving yeah that's
0: for sure. uh-oh and we see the brake fluid there uh-oh that's some foreshadowing
2: yeah i you gotta go down, down that hill where things yeah. inside One um of the things, uh dave, uh um, dave thomas was talking about in the sctv book that i read was uh they had that the some of those big ho, uh, hoser uh, parades or whatever, where they had right. all these kids were like they blocked off this in Toronto, this huge area like the Don Valley Parkway or whatever, and all these kids were like drinking and driving, basically wearing toques. and then they're like, oh, this might not turn out very good, like <laughs> copycat. here, you know? Yeah, this is a great scene too, where they say, you notice in the movies and they
0: drive, they don't look at the road, and it's like, yeah. What you didn't know is that uh, GMC van is actually a Tesla, so they can drive with, uh, out looking uh, at the road. This is... Whoa.
2: This is Cops are coming. Here. And wow. don't forget,
0: why didn't it stop? They don't have any brakes.
2: That's right.
0: They're really moving.
2: They're really moving, absolutely. They, oh, man, look at that. That is... This is... I'm scared for these
1: guys. You ever camped in a van like that overnight, Rybo, or anything, where there's a porta potty in it? This looks like one of those type things. I, I Sunfest back in the day. It's a little bit of a, this is kind of the traffic chase back and forth. So Thursdays, 9 o'clock Eastern, Winnipegers, um, Jericho's <laughs> Facebook and YouTube. Come visit. Come be part of the family.
0: And don't forget, once again, um, they can't stop. So that's part of the problem here.
2: This is a good line too. He goes, "Oh, no point in steering now." <laughs> Take off your steering, that thing. He's like, how dumb is that? Wow. no <laughs> point in steering.
0: So Rosie's here with flowers. I think he wants to uh, give them to Pam, um, but he can't find her. Oh, there you go. Oh
1: yeah, Rosie's a big dude. He's got holy. a tiny bit of a Jaws vibe to him.
2: So we just saw one of the kegs go flying out of the back, uh, and I think whoa. that Pam is
0: in there, isn't she?
2: Well, yeah. there's. I think that might holy.
0: Be the guy. That's a great uh, jump right there. Lands right in the water. There's a CN Tower. Yeah, unreal. Filmed in Toronto. And this That's is, at the docks. That's at the docks. There and we Where we saw Dream Theater.
2: There right. You go. Oh, good one.
0: And so, so she, uh, Pam is fine. Did she, how did she get out of the barrel?
2: I have no idea. Just open the
1: gasping for air. She goes back to the barrel.
0: Rosie sees it. He jumps in. Yeah. Not
2: a strong swimmer. She doesn't. <laughs> Lawrence Orbach
0: is uh, not in this movie, uh, which would be amazing if he was. Oh, uh, way better. Yeah. <laughs> Cops show up. Um, <laughs> that, uh, that that car flew a long way because they're fl- they're like a hundred yards out there already.
2: Man, I
1: like the yellow police car. It just looks like a cab. Exactly. Here she's going down
0: for the last time.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, Rosie but, uh, the Rosie. Rosie's down there. He says, "Here we go." And they, they, spent a lot
0: of, they spent a lot of money on this budget—the underwater camera too. So it's mostly von Sido, Dooley, and uh, uh, underwater camera. That's that's at least three quarters of the budget, right there. In
1: that last van jump scene over the he, docks,
0: he gives her a kiss and blows air into her face. Whoa! Uh, and then and then basically goes down to the end of uh, to his watery grave because he's out.
1: Is that a Me Too movement? Even though he's dying. Did he go in for a kiss a little too soon? I think it's he okay. Knew. Yeah, okay.
0: Henri's all right. Is this Henri's in there? Help, he says. Uh, and now Rosie just falls right on top of the van. They even hear like a
2: thunk. Wow. Oh, he landed right on his uh, package. <laughs> <You and laughs> that should have sure woke him up. And I totally
0: forgot about, what, about this, but now I know exactly what's going so to happen. As it goes to, I believe, a... Uh, uh, well, we won't get there yet. They pull out Pam... Whose hair is almost dry at this point? Yeah, it's not as wet as it should be.
1: That's the spiral perm thing.
0: Yeah, that's She's a good
2: been point. Wearing yeah. the same clothes the entire... Pam has. Yeah, it's kind of been
1: something I've, I've made a few notes on.
2: She said, "Can
0: I have a, a, a different set of clothes?" They said, Von Saito
1: No, no chance. Pam could yeah. have been a huge star, but she never changed her clothes. She could, as so Saito took her down. Man, he jinxed her. He probably put it in the contract. He says that my uh, co-star, same yeah. clothes forever. Yeah.
0: You want me on this movie?
1: Yeah. I don't want to see anyone be successful.
0: <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. And she's just about to see what happens, and she gets This poor thing has been darted twice. Yeah. She's been stuck in a barrel, sent to the bottom of the of the sea. Uh, she's, and she's still with us, apparently. She's still alive, I think, at least uh, right at this point she is. And here goes the cops. Been down there 10 minutes. Nobody can last that long. Not Houdini, not nobody. Wow, he
2: lasted longer than ten minutes. I
0: think. Well, and usually that they might try and like have a diver to come try and find them or something, (laughs) but no.
2: How long would you last, Rybo? I'd
1: be like, I'd panic within twenty-five seconds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'd be done.
0: I just and then we go to the intermission. I love that they actually have it. Actually, says on the screen, intermission right now, which is awesome.
2: Real fast. Yeah. Just right when things get amped up. I like we got so we got the detective on the case now who looks. Kind of like uh, Ray Bradbury or something like that.
0: <laughs> Great call. I have another one in mind. I can't, I can't, pick, he's the guy from Soap, whoever the dad is in Soap. I can't, uh, oh, yeah. Robert Wimsley or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so now they're finally going down. The divers are going down like hours later. Yeah. Oh, this is classic, man. This is very funny. So good, (laughs) I love this.
0: So, you know, it reminds me of uh, Robert Mandan is his name. Sorry, go ahead, Ribo.
2: Actually, that the Pam looks like the girl from Soap, too. Actually, it's not, it's not. This is actually one of the most brilliant
0: moments in the script is that they're looking for the guys, and how do they breathe by the beer bottles. That, that have that they're drinking, basically. have air. No, they have air in it because, right. as you can and see, they're holding the beer up, bottles are on. upside down. So then the cop tells him to roll down his window as he's drinking air. He rolls down the window and <laughs> he gets out his driver's license.
3: <laughs>
0: the cop shows
3: his badge. <laughs> Hold
1: over. That's great. And we're here to save your life. Here's my license.
0: Hey, eh? look at he's got the face, too. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's brilliant, right there. Beer air is snatched. And they're 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 saying once again, see the evil uh, plan yeah. uh, worked, and Bob and Doug are now going to jail. But they're not before they put uh,
1: yeah they, they start on their faces as they're getting their fingerprints. And,
0: they, and they they
1: don't need to do that anymore, do they? Have you guys been in prison lately? Like you don't. Yeah, have they, to do they that still anymore. do. Yeah, they still
0: do. Really, just tradition, I guess. And Turns the whole story. time, uh, uh, Doug is telling Bob that he's going to get basically raped in prison.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so they, <laughs> police lineup now and they're police all, lineup
1: and they all got park is too yeah right? they're going in in the police lineup and doug is doing the rabbit ears against another villain that's in front of us
0: of him that we have no idea who it is it's just typical and she's kind of now she's messed up right now isn't she pan like she's kind of uh she can't talk is that correct i think she's kind of in a comatose state maybe
2: catatonic i think dr eh? mm-hmm. catatonic this is hilarious i love that so, they were just sitting in the van too like they didn't try to escape or anything like that <laughs> they just like we'll just stay here and now they're stuck in jail and like everyone's just eyeing
0: them
1: look at this dude
2: <laughs> that was a funny scene now if jaws was in this movie he would have been in that <laughs> that's yeah that's what i was gonna say i thought right i thought in. it would
0: actually move scan right to him and And she uh, can't do anything but watch Tom and Jerry cartoons.
1: (laughs) Uh, Pat's got a bit of a a Mister Bean.
0: Yeah, good call, Mister Bean hair. That does that does look like Robert Mandan from Soap? If I can put a picture up of him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Is she just is she faking it though? Because her eyes are moving. I don't know. Who knows. So now um, we're kind of seeing uh, that he lives in a very rich place. Um, he's got a lot of money, which he gained from, once again, killing his own brother.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: hmm when, when the cop asks him who chiseled this, uh, he goes, some sculptor, I think. <laughs> and he says, I thought you said he had a photographic memory. And, of course, he has to backtrack now. So he's, he's already suspect A oh, for sure. this. And here comes the wife. Who, what, a, what a bitch she is killed her own husband and married her husband's brother
2: yeah
1: it's
0: terrible yeah.
2: Jeez. she's got
1: a joan collins vibe kind of to her so
2: <laughs>
1: without the rothmans rothmans or <laughs> <Her> camels
2: <laughs>
1: joan collins like, from canada
0: i love how it's like uh this guy's a detective so make him look like a detective like give him the the most like if we're going at a costume party you're going to go on Amazon and Google detective outfit, and that's what you're going to get.
1: Part of being a detective is having great eyes, so he gets those huge Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> yeah. That's a big part
0: of it. And now Bob and Doug have now uh, uh, enthralled all of the convicts in the prison by telling them how crazy they are, yeah. how much money they have, and how many people they've killed.
3: <laughs> I remember oh, that big guy. He like
0: really, doesn't he have I a high know. voice? What's oh, that yeah, right so. goes, would you guys like a smoke?
1: Would you guys? Oh, this is the best. He says, We told him we need a lawyer, but uh, Jim here would probably kill him. And they, your lawyers are here. They say they don't like lawyers, and then they just open up and they run for their lives.
0: Away from That's a great uh, Canadian. He goes, lawyers are for sucks. Don't be yeah, a yeah. suck. That was a big <laughs> one. Hey, Ryan, babyface Ryman, you're a suck. I'm not a suck. Don't call me a suck. <laughs> Now this guy's another this this movie has a lot of that guys in it. This guy we've seen him a million different times. That coach for the Flames
1: from ten years ago. (laughs) That was his name. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, dude. He was the one that. Remember what's his name? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, that's great. That is a great. That's a great call.
2: (laughs) Oh man, I got to think of that. Now he's explaining stuff to again. No idea what he's talking about.
0: What's that, Rybo?
2: He's explaining the what they've been charged with and he doesn't even – they don't even understand what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he's innocent, eh? Take off, Was eh? Is it Mike, Mike
1: Keenan? Mike Keenan. He looks like Mike
0: Keenan a little <laughs> bit there. That's a good call. Like, I just Googled it, Mike Keenan. <laughs> Tough Keenan. Yeah, it's a total dick, right? So once again, it's an open-shut case because you see these guys wearing the same clothes. And they're going to time code it. Um, so that they can really uh, stick it to him, uh, and in 1982, with the archaic crime uh, techniques, they probably could have got him. Yeah, yeah, they came a long way. Von sido is just super high on on crack right now. I think he's so <laughs> off. He was in rock, his contract. Yeah, yeah. This scene took 37 takes uh, to get right because uh, he was so f- up. What is he doing in this film, in this movie, in this tape?
2: He out at the end that it was a comedy. He's like, what?
0: No kidding. <laughs> what? I thought we were taking over the world.
2: <laughs> yeah. Didn't even know it was a movie. Uh-oh. See, so now the, uh, the, the ghosts in the machine are revealing itself. Good call. Now there's budget right there. We just saw yeah. laser fly. Yeah, there's there. a Triumph a Fireball,
0: fire uh, we talking about David
1: Coverdale <laughs> flying all over the place there. Rick Emmett lent them a thunder graphic <laughs> or a laser graphic.
0: From Spellbound Video. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is from the Sport of Kings tour. Here, Great even call. Even though it was a little later on. Here's a, here's a deuce.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so now we're seeing... That, uh, like you said, the apparition of the brother Hamlet—that was that was Hamlet himself, right? Wasn't it Hamlet that was murdered?
2: Hamlet's dad.
0: Oh, okay, Hamlet's dad. Oh, yeah, 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 gotcha. So they're getting down.
2: Oktoberfest is coming up, so that's the whole big thing now. Once Oktoberfest comes and everyone drinks that beer, oh, there's gonna be mayhem. A big fight, man.
0: You know what Hamlet's father's name is, Rybo? king hamlet oh well there we go so, <laughs> so mike keen has gotten the guys out of jail oh no he's taking them to court right now yeah um look at this is that paul stanley that reporter up there he's got some weeds hanging out there
1: <laughs> wow just unnecessary round houses and stuff he's just a he <laughs> mike brother over it. the edge wow this is really something
0: I, was I sure. remember Robin uh, Doug
1: McKenzie's lawyer just beat up eight people and he looks like Mike Keenan.
0: But the other lawyers, like, go, go F your ass. I'm like, he's this there's also a
1: cancellation." A, oh, my goodness. Let's not forget.
0: lawyers right here. I remember I read that uh, Doug Dougie Gilmore said that Mike Keenan uh, karate kicked him <laughs> in the face a couple times.
1: Did you see what they said? He just beat up everybody, and Bob looks at Doug
0: and goes, "Remind me to pay our bill, eh?" <laughs> to the lawyer." Classic. This is a great scene too, man. Uh, look at that Pierre Trudeau up there; he's just as bad as his son. Terrible. <laughs> um. So now uh, they talk about split please, and he asks for two bowls of split please soup to go, and uh, which is a great line, <laughs> and they love it. And Doug gets a, a bloody nose right now, so um, they don't have any Kleenex.
2: <laughs> How old are they? Like, is it, they're so like that's a great call because they, they're getting bleeding noses and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> total
1: idiots, man. He's telling jokes. They're supposed they're gonna be going to prison for life. They don't care, man. They're it's juiced. Holy split split shit!
3: Two...
1: Look at this dude. Look at the hair on that guy. Is that Oomphie? God. Yeah, I just <laughs> uh, calls nobody knows. Another
2: another that guy. Is that guy. Charles
0: from Mash? I can't even call that, is that guy. Is, That's that, is that boss? Is that Boss Hog? Nope. Oh, yeah, okay. we're That's that. That's yeah we're put a closer. cowboy hat on him. He's all set. Is that Porky. <laughs> he goes. There's even a time code on it, and those are really hard to fake. Talking about the video, which they put the time code on. No one can really do that. That's good. For the least...
2: For the benefit of the court, please explain what time code is. Just because I don't know what it means doesn't mean I'm lying. <laughs> <That's really
3: hilarious. laughs>
2: so um
0: uh, Doug's bleeding nose won't stop. So they give him a couple bullets that he sticks up his nose, and that stops the bleeding. And the judge goes, would you two idiots remember this is a court of law? <laughs> <laughs> State your name and occupation. Uh, he's Dr. Smith, the resident head of psychology at the Royal Canadian Institute for the Mentally Insane. And he's kind of wearing like a Colonel Sanders uh, Southern Gentleman bow tie here. <laughs> Good call. He's a slave owner, it looks like. He really is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Trudeau just back there just, just met, ruining Ellis everything. Trudeau it doesn't look like the sun at all. He doesn't. His son looks more like Mick Jagger. Yeah. Google it. I, I, <laughs> Google it. Who, Mick, who's Mick Jagger? No, Google
1: Mick Jagger. Yeah.
2: I wish that was a picture of Martin Short as Pierre Trudeau. <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. So now uh, Bob and Doug are telling
0: jokes, and, and Doug is, is starting to laugh. He goes on and to laugh because he's got these bullets in his nose. And keep in um, mind, they're, they're, this is it for them. They don't even give a shit. They are just the happiest guys in the world, these two. So uh, he tells the judge, uh, he sounds just like the old man. Pretty soon he'll be sending me out for beers. And uh, Doug does a snort and shoots the bullets out of his nose, which uh, which then uh, shoots up the courtroom.
1: Yeah, it kind of <laughs> disturbs the courtroom. The pew blew into pieces.
0: Look at the faces. <laughs> That's the best part. Like they're always They're always in face. They just got sent to the mental place. Oh, I guess who's the boss of the mental place? Oh, Max oh, Sido. Vaughn Sido. He yeah. just loves it.
1: That.
0: <laughs> That's great. Jeez Louise. And here they go. They went to the right, which is the the mentally insane.
1: This is when uh, Max Vaughn is starting to decide that I think I've been tricked here. <laughs> and I, But I'm happy
0: I got the money up front. Look at their yeah. in PJs. In pajamas and uh, straitjackets. And they tell him don't cross this line Ste- i used to do this to my kids the steamroller he actually steamrolls over his brother i used to do that with my kids all the time
2: the steamroller yeah i do that too steamroller
0: yeah steamroller i totally
1: got that from this that's hilarious Totally. These idiots they're in like a rubber room <laughs> too in straight jackets and, and they're still like enjoying life they don't give a shit about the consequences care. they don't give a shit
2: no. Isn't that what the message is? Like this is a, That's why it's such a, good, a feel-good movie is that no, no matter kidding. what happens to these guys, as long as they have beer, they're really happy.
0: Well, they don't have beer right now, but the point is that they still work at the beer place. Like, they haven't been fired yet. So they know when they get out, they'll get more beer. And meanwhile, poor Marion Ravenwood is still in a catatonic state. Although she's kind of waking up now, though, right? Yeah. Toronto General Hospital. You ever been there, Ribo? I think I have been there, maybe. Yeah, that might have been where you went when you broke your uh wrist after falling off your bike. Yeah, and watched like nine movies in a row until I got Waiting for somebody to take care of you. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So so they give the wrong drug to the wrong guy, and he uh Paul Dooley's just a buffoon in this. He he gives the wrong drug and the guy starts convulsing. Yeah. He's got this giant uh over uh over exaggerated syringe or syringe if you're Michael Kiskey. There
1: we go. We lost him. Just gives <laughs> he, up
0: like that. He, he puts the the doctor's uh circle over his eyes so you can't quite see him.
2: And gives it that and runs oh jeez.
0: So Dooley just literally committed murder on this guy. Yeah. And Rosie's out for uh, Rosie's a big guy. He's uh, he's out for uh, out for blood here. He's a little bit smaller than Jaws. But yeah, he's I think his last name is the same. Was Jaws' name again? Richard Keel? Keel, but this
1: is McInnis. It's, uh, it's Angus McInnis. It's Angus
0: McInnis Keel. He wanted to get away from his famous brother and start his own thing.
1: Man, I would die just to see a, 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 a key a If Jaws, Jaws cameo. is in this,
0: I will personally give you $500.
1: Make it 50000
0: because I'd be. Uh, eh, I'm not going to do that because there might be a chance of <laughs> somehow Yaz shows. Is that up. Freddie
1: Mercury in the background with? The, 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 the
0: <laughs> is that is that Louis Del Grande? <laughs> <laughs> Still the best oh, call man. from the cheap ass
1: history. Oh my god! Oh, is that the Henri is awake? Is that Jack Black in 2055?
0: Is that Jack Elam from Cannibal Run, the Drunken Doctor? Come here, girl. <laughs> <laughs> is that Greg Moore? <laughs> Oh, man. Anytime I see the name Henry Ribo, I always think, Henri! <laughs> yeah,
2: you get on.
0: Right? The original guitar player from The Police. It was that dead-end job where he says it, or Fallout? <laughs> uh, I think Fallout. Fallout. And for the
2: solo, he goes, Henri! And it's not even him. It's not Henri? Well, it's not him that plays the solo, I think. Uh, Sting said that because he was, because uh, actually Stuart uh, played the solo, I think. Uh Henri was no, not good enough to even play solos. So, <laughs> so oh,
0: there's a little, little, uh,
2: little rib <laughs> on Henri there. That's right.
0: At least they left him in the mix. They didn't pull a newstead and just tr- take the bass out.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so now he, uh, uh, Bob and Doug have noticed that uh, Pam, who's still canatonic, is in the insane asylum room across from them.
1: Yeah, they like that. And they're in electroshock therapy.
0: Which and here we comes find Rosie.
1: In. Rosie pulls up in a 1982 Dodge Colt <laughs> hatchback, and he's trying to get into the insane asylum. He's about to get in. The hosehead snarls. So yeah, hosehead is ready to come back in this. Po po is trying to get into Bob and Doug's boyhood home. Get some evidence.
2: Drop, <laughs> drop the disc, the floppy disc. The oh, evidence. great! Way to go, hosehead.
0: Electroshock therapy, oh. and they're
1: <laughs> and it's Bob and Doug getting it, and they're okay with it. They're doing it to themselves, is the gag. Oh, that's yeah. the best. They are. <laughs> They've hooked them up to the machines, and they're both taking turns running the controller and giving each other shocks. I thought maybe the that it was uh, Max
0: von Sydow doing that to them, but no, <laughs> no, no. He he was supposed to, but he's too drunk. He didn't show up for
2: set that day. Oh my god! Let's try the have You're gonna shock. Rick Moranis' head now. Yeah. So excited. It's like, just, it's Christmas morning for these two. <laughs> <laughs> Six o'clock on the Christmas morning. I'm going to take it up to
1: 90 this time as he walks towards the dial. 90 sounds like a lot. Oh.
2: oh uh, doctors,
1: Dr. Greg Moore's come in and they're,
0: uh, now they're. And Bob is mad because it's supposed to be his turn to get shocked and uh, he misses his turn. Right. He goes, How's it going, Hey, eh? Oh, it's going pretty good. But <laughs> he's got to try and pretend that Rosie's not there. Oh, it's going pretty good, eh? Ah, <laughs> Rosie body checks him into the other room <laughs> to get him out. He does. He body checks him and grabs the gun. And uh, Bob doesn't get his turn. He's very unhappy with that.
2: They're going to come back later.
0: Yeah, exactly. This looks like the beginning of Halloween where uh, G- uh, Michael jumps over the car. Yeah, it does. It does.
1: Yeah, filmed in Canada. Very proud. We all wanted to be these guys. Actually, funny enough, being from in in the prairies, I don't think we had the A as much as some parts of Ontario had, which is where this all came right, from. Right. Good point.
2: Yeah. Good point. But you do notice it, like you know, when I travel, I can people start, you know, especially with uh, some of Chris's Chris's entourage there, where they're saying a lot of y'alls, and we're saying a. Yeah, but they right, say it yeah, all yeah. more than we say it. You say A a lot, Ryan. No offense. I do. All right.
0: I do, eh? No, it's a Winnipeg thing. My, I noticed that my dad says a lot of A's uh, as well. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a very much a, a middle Canada. Because they don't say A a lot in Toronto. I'll tell I you think that right they,
1: now. I think that they, they do. do? I you think, think so? They, well, they say a boot there. A boot, yeah. They have, boot. Uh, not certain things. Much. We They say have a more a exaggerated lot. thing. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, we might say A a bit. Now, here comes the whole, uh, all, all the lunatics come running out. At least Bob and Doug have matching pajamas. None of the other lunatics do.
1: Yeah, that's true. It makes them less crazy.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: They must have been happy to get out of those
0: pockets. Holy cow. On reason, full uh, bandage here. He just went right through the, uh, the electric gate, which then shuts off all the power at the Elsinore Brewery. Von Saito just f- gacked to the gills. Yeah. <laughs> pretending to work on a computer. Checks cleared. Yeah, he was supposed to be uh, sweeping. He said, I'm not sweeping. I will play on the computer. Good God. All right, Max, whatever you want, buddy. Do you
1: think that when he played the father in The Exorcist, because of the curse of everybody that worked on that movie, or a lot of people, and we've all heard about the curse of The Exorcist film, uh, that maybe uh, this was his downfall? It was like uh, some evil spirit said, you're going to do this movie in 1983? Well.
0: The cool things, Dave, though, that's interrupting, is now he's going to crush Dooley's head like a nut. So, see, he's, I think he's completely off his rocker because of his experience in The Exorcist. Every day is a bonus for him, every day above ground. And now he's just going to, he's not even supposed to crush anybody's head in this. And it's actually cracking his skull. He was actually just supposed to grab him by the the lapels and say, hey, you, listen to me. Instead, he just crushed Dooley's head. And Dooley was never the same after this either. No, that's right.
2: The power of Bob and Doug McKenzie compels you.
0: <laughs> Look at Rick Moranis running. It's like he has to almost use the wall. It's really bad. These guys are probably like, they're probably really drunk too, eh? Yeah. Or no, they're not drunk, but they're, they're even running in character. Yeah. <sighs> they're doing the Steve Martin, uh, you're messing with the wrong guy in uh, Plains, Trains and Albums when he's trying to run funny and it just doesn't work.
1: Do kids today have idols like like we had with these guys? Like We were like, oh, man, these guys are so funny, yeah. and they drink they're, beer and smoke cigarettes. Like
0: They're called YouTubers.
1: Yeah, no kidding. But is that the same exactly? It's not the same. No, it's not. It, it, they're not that funny. The U- Hey, bro, hey,
0: bro, look out, look out, bro,
1: bro, this bro, watch out, this, bro.
0: This is the first part in the movie where they're uh, not together, and they have a little scene where they have to take Bob goes left and Doug goes right, and it's like, good day, and then Doug runs away and he's super happy and Bob's crying. We've never been apart. They've been, been, they've been in every scene together in this whole movie.
1: And it's been 30 seconds that they're apart. <laughs> Kev, Rybo, you imagine spending that much time with Kev?
2: Oh my god.
0: Imagine, I didn't want to say it. Let's move on. So more darts here. This is will stick your
2: picks up Rick Moranis and carries him because he passes out. He faints. And she's okay. He just
1: can't handle being away from his brother, so he actually
0: fainted. Yeah, <laughs> this is brilliant. Here comes once again. This cop, he got his costume from Amazon.com. He ain't changing. <laughs> no,
2: you got to know who he is.
0: They're now they're bearing Japan for whatever reason.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: probably Gung Ho is playing right beside uh, Return of the Jedi in the in the multiplex right here. And Von Saito is now looking to the giant vat of beer.
1: Whose idea was it to put Von Saito in here and how did it happen? That's what I'd
0: really like to know. It would really, really he be goes, interesting. He goes, how ironic. You came here with a mouse inside the bottle and now you're the mouse because uh, Marion Ravenwood and Bob McKenzie are now stuck at the bottom of this vat of, uh, uh, of, a vat of, of no beer. But they're going to fill up the beer and kill them just like the poor mouse died in the bottle. At the beginning of the movie.
2: Drown him in beer. Uh.
0: They're really kind of pairing off uh, uh, Bob with Marion, but he's too mentally feeble to have any type of... Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. They, have a, they kind of
0: befriend each
1: other, but she knows he's not right in the head, and the is probably worse than him, so there's nothing going to go on.
0: And he just tells them that your brother is dead now. So now Bob is just losing it. This mentally, uh, this mental child, this man child.
1: <laughs> so the beer starts to come in this massive canister they're in, and instead of walking away from it, Bob just it. Doug just yeah. Bob just walks right up to it and starts oh, drinking, drinking
3: it. It lo-
0: it looks like a scene from Honey I Shrunk the Kids, where they're like in some kind of like giant beer bottle or something. <laughs> oh my god! I know dogs that are smarter than these two. Well, than him, she's smart. No, I, don't, I don't mean her. I meant
1: the brothers. Yeah. No, no. That's another she's, we're just soaker. She's Remember great. Again? She even changed her clothes. She has her own PJs on.
0: Did you guys get soakers? Remember you'd be walking home from school when the, when the, when the snow melts in, in May or so or March and you step in it and you get a soaker cause your whole foot gets wet. How
1: about when a guy would run up to you with the runner and they would just splash it at you where you hit it a certain way and we'd all do it to each other. What was that yeah. called? Just giving a soaker. I think
0: I guess. Yeah. giving a soaker. Yeah. So now, uh, Doug is not happy, Bob's not happy, he's got two silkers, and now for some reason they're holding their hands above
2: their head, like oh, a good one. And then she goes, uh, uh, she's like, I think it's getting warm in here. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> and he does he's
1: peed
0: in the pool, that's peed great. And look he's at his peed, face, he's peed in the giant beer bottle. Dooley's still, even with his head crushed, he's he's just oh. Now you got it. Here come all the the, the the black armored hockey players and they're out for blood. Because they're not as crazy as they wanted you to think. They probably got off the sauce and now they, uh, oh, the war cry. Remember remember what song did they play that makes them go crazy, Ribo? He does that and now they want to just beat the hell out of him. They they stick him on the conveyor belt and uh, send him to... Uh, the other side of the wall, apparently. <laughs> Sido just kills kills a couple lunatics. He's got two guns with one bullet in them each, apparently. They all have the Jason mask on. At but did you man, notice that he, gun- he had two guns in his hand and shot once, and that was it?
2: Oh, another head crash.
0: Oh, Ooh. he loves to crush the heads. I'm crushing your head. Crush your head like a nut. These guys are wimps, too. Like Rosie, come on. Rosie better fight him better. No kidding. Oh, that, I, I think Von Saito literally fell over the desk there. He's so drunk right now.
1: Rosie looks like he's in the deep purple gang in a hockey
0: outfit. <laughs> How about Von Saito this feeble old man trying to swing this this iron bar at Rosie. Rosie's like go f- your ass. and he throws him up against the uh <laughs> against the uh, map and uh, uh, Von Saito dies from the lights on the map that I think are controlled by the uh, dead brother.
1: Yes and supplied by the band Triumph.
0: (laughs) I think uh, Von Saito had a better death in this than he did as Ming in Flash Gordon.
2: (laughs) I
3: don't remember how he dies in that. Well,
1: He's already dead, man. He's already back home in Sweden. He's given the good life. He's eating an oyster or whatever they do there. The
0: moment he wrapped on this, he literally died and then went straight to the airport. He was on a flight home 30 minutes after that scene. (laughs) <laughs> Vaughn
1: picked them up at
0: the Swedish airport. <laughs> so now uh, they really got their revenge on Dooley here when they uh, in- on Claude by covering him in beer labels. Not the uh, worst revenge I would respect uh, expect.
2: That's funny, and he comes out in the conveyor belt,
0: <laughs> and the cops are there to arrest them. Still no Richard Keel. Not that we know, but but Rosie's going to take them uh, to uh, where the uh, beer is uh, uh, they're going to drown in this beer in one of these vats, and the the ghost of Hamlet's dad led them to the right uh, uh, tank.
2: This is great, too.
0: And they open it up, but they think the beer is going to blow up, but the the beer didn't blow out. So they open the door, and there's no beer in it. And she goes, this is unbelievable. He drank it all. (laughs) What? He drank it all. Here's and, and, the word budget coming. And up. for the second time, she comes out of a, of a liquid area completely dry. That's And so you funny. can't get Bob out because he's oh got. Oh
1: my God. He's the size of the inside
0: of it. He's all bloated. He's got he got it in the front, in the back. He's Mr. Creosote from Monty Python. He's like the fattest, fattest, most wo- beer logged man in the world.
1: Jesus. That's, a, that's bloated ship one, Ribo.
0: <laughs> the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, he lost 27 pounds, like you did, Spiwi. <laughs> little metamucil and water never killed a man.
3: <laughs>
0: oh my gosh! So how do they get him out of this giant vat when he's uh, completely uh, bloated? <laughs> were you more bloated or less bloated than bob mckenzie on the cruise right now
1: i was probably about the same i gained 27 pounds of water i don't go to the bathroom when i travel especially not on a cruise ship okay so i did everything i could i played nurse (laughs) i played nurse in my bathroom but nothing could work so use your imagination i don't want to get into it here he goes for episode 42 of winnipeggers
0: he goes i got a whiz like a horse and this is just total ridiculous. Look Monty at the size of capability. his body
1: compared to his head. Oh, for
2: sure. One waffle f- Thin Mint. Oh, no, like Wafer Thin. <laughs> Fuck off, I'm fool. Actually, the line he says, he, he says, uh, I got to take a leak so bad I can taste it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because he drank the beer, right? Ah, good call.
0: <laughs> good
1: call. But it'd be great to start using that even if you weren't drinking beer.
0: Here comes the, uh, <laughs> here comes the Sporta King special effects. Whoa. <laughs> there you go they, they're gonna they're gonna launch into uh uh follow your heart right now so that her father <laughs> tells them to slow down check this out oktoberfest
2: stop, stop them, them. nice, nice effects, effect. Oh. and he looks like groucho marks kind of or something yeah Thin he kind of does doesn't he
1: that's really cool <laughs> he wow. looks like groucho marks and that was before computers were doing that so that's really cool yeah
0: so now, Henri and Marion, uh, are, are ready to split. but they, they got to go save the day at the uh, Oktoberfest, right? Oh, that's I thought right. they were getting it on. He's like three times the rage. He's got the worst bandages on too. Like nothing even happened to him. So stupid. Uh oh.
1: That's cheap.
0: Man. Oh my god! So stupid. He's still a giant guy and uh, with a little, a little head
1: everybody's a brunette in this movie too is they have no blondes blondes yeah no blondes in this movie good call kidding good call well that's toronto there's no blonde people
0: there isn't they're all they've got dark hair there it's a a well-known fact (laughs) um so the fire oh so he took the big oh okay i get it so the brewery is on fire how are they going to put out the fire by bob mckenzie's piss
2: because he had to take a real big piss from doing that whole vat of beer And they said. Quality writing. And I think the same thing happens in Hamlet, actually. I think Shakespeare (laughs) wrote in there that I think McDuff has to take a a deuce Uh, or something.
0: Yeah, McDuff had to take a large (laughs) deuce. I must take a large pisseth. Now they're going to go to Oktoberfest to save the day. Hopefully, they don't get maced during a polka like Ribo and I did at Oktoberfest. Once again, ties into a Winnipegger show. Yeah, there you I go. was not
2: there. Taking care of business. So that's that's we're right. Taking that's care right. of
0: business. <laughs> Red Cup Jeff was there, and uh, he he uh, <laughs> got secondhand maced. And you know what?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want to know. Everyone wants to know who got secondhand maced. At Oktoberfest. <laughs> um, so now Bob and Doug have shown up at Oktoberfest. <laughs> Jeff got some friendly fire at Oktoberfest. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> All three of us were sitting there with our eyes burning with pepper spray. <laughs> so now Doug is, or Bob is kind of um, directing the cops or something along those lines. Oh, Hosehead. They got Hosehead. And they have painted Hosehead to look like a giant like skunk. Like a giant
1: skunk. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Hosehead head looks like he's in Kiss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It's funny. Just
1: but... the makeup just got the Gene Simmons white. He doesn't have front. any
0: makeup on. Oh, I see. Uh, the, the white he's streak. got the reverse Gene Widow's Peak. There's no blondes in Kiss. So now Eric Singer is. Uh, so now they're trying to. Um, oh, uh, they're trying to uh, bribe Hosehead to work with them. And they said all the free beer and sausage, (laughs) he just takes off flying. The
1: dog got so carried away, it ran past eight homes and then caught air and is now flying over
0: Toronto. They kept it pretty straight until they did the giant Rick Moranis piss and then the flying dog. That's like, what the hell is going on? Dude,
1: honestly, doesn't that look like an old Jack Black on the mic?
2: (laughs) It kind of does.
0: Or a a current Blaze Bailey.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Kind of looks like Sam Kinison slash Belial Oh my god, a Belisle! Nice Belial call uh,
0: Here comes Hosad, flies out of Cape now Hosad is flying over uh, Eastern Ontario to get to Oktoberfest because if these 200 People drink this drug beer They're going kill- to take over the world like, this, this is,
1: is so yeah. great man There's so many calls oh, here too book. <laughs> Look at these guys.
0: Oh, I love the stand in your head drinking a beer. I've never done that before, Ribo. Have you? No, I don't think I ever will.
1: Hosehead yeah. is just cruising over, like, northern
0: Ontario or something. And the dog is just, like, being super cool about it.
2: <laughs> he just flies to the town.
0: Ta- <laughs> <laughs> he lands, and, of course, they all say skunk. They don't, they're not freaked out by a flying dog. They're just freaked out by a dog with a skunk. Uh, a painted line A line painted on him
1: Yeah It's, it's still there. like a A lab or something It's not like It looks, <laughs> yeah, like looks, looks like a dog With
0: white paint Yeah Not the fact he just Flew in and boy Are his uh, ears tired Yeah, yeah
2: Right
0: at <laughs> well, this guy Once again Same costume <laughs> Bob and Doug Same costumes It's freaking
1: 41 degrees. degrees Yeah <laughs> It's 100 degrees Fahrenheit out And Bob and Doug Are in their Parkas and toques
2: there's a big Rose skunk of in a suit now. Where did they get all this, these clothes back? Like, he's just, they're wearing their, he? their clothes back, he's wearing like some. Oh, look at it! Uh, now we got uh,
0: he does get the free sausages, all he can eat
2: going crazy on the man. Sausage.
0: That dog, that dog would be farting all day. So, that saved the world by the fact that they dr- drove 150 uh drunks out of the Oktoberfest tent. I guess, <laughs> I guess just go with it. Yeah, yeah, I did. It would have been the start. Hey, it, you know, COVID started somewhere too. So there, there you go. If Jose would have been on the on the job in Wuhan, we might, might be dealing with this shit. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. It's like <laughs> what? So they all go nuts, and then the the rest of the world drinks Elsinore beer. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we're now we're trying yeah, to like just now we're it. Now you know we, we've maybe gone a little too far trying to make sense of it. But Bob and Dub walk out arm
0: in arm. Rosie and Pam are getting married, which is cool. That's nice. A little bit of an emotional moment here. Um, they want to know what's wrong with the beer. Is it poison? Like, could it kill you? She says it's not poison. It's more like a drug that can wear off in time, like it did with me, eh?
1: Man, Bob and Doug's faces, dude. It's like a Bell's palsy thing, and, and, and nothing wrong with that. You no, know, but People they, get they, that, like I said, but it's, this is never, unbelievable.
0: They never stop making faces.
1: Never. That's they, hard to do. They look like they're having a stroke while they talk. Well,
0: like the what, whole
2: time. Yeah, what what yeah. was the deal with that? Where they just talk out of the yeah? Sky they must have milk. said,
1: "Hey, Canadians are stupid, drink beer, and love yeah. back bacon." Because Let's... they
0: always lift their lips up to like their yeah. mouth is right under their nose.
1: Let's get them on Winnipeggers.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't think Moranis uh, Moranis doesn't act anymore. I think he quit the biz.
1: man, we won't have a guest anyway, so whatever. Oh yeah, right, right, yeah. I
2: believe <laughs> I they, <forgot> did, uh, <laughs> they did an SCTV reunion, and he was the only one that didn't show up, other than John Candy, and that's him. too bad, really.
0: John Candy and Who? Right.
2: Well, Harold Ramis, I can't oh, remember. Yeah. It might have been when Harold was still alive. But
0: I mean, I hate when that happens. Like, just show up. It's like Scott Bale not coming to the Happy Days reunion. Like, just F off. Just show up.
2: Did Aaron Morin show up for that? She did. Yeah. Wow. So.
0: so they get into uh, this big, giant semi of Elsinore beer, uh, they which they have found out they can drink. Yeah. And away they go. Uh, drive Away and Strange Brew by Ian Thomas plays again. And we see the cast of the the great uh, Max von Saito, uh, Paul Dooley, <laughs> Paul
1: Dooley, yeah, yeah, from uh, yeah, Cheryl Snow David's Martin. dad on Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Len donchev I bet you Len donchev has got to be a Canadian for sure, Len. Yeah, that's a Canadian. I'm, look for
2: name. Kiel. I'm looking for Richard Keel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so <laughs> now they have. This is great too. They have. They have a. Uh, uh, the credits <laughs> where are where role. Is he? And they're doing um, uh, the kind of the wrap up of the movie here. Uh, no Richard Keel in the credits, unfortunately. <laughs>
1: I know, but- man. I'm
0: usually not wrong,
1: and I actually oh, googled it. I thought I was. Mixing had, him on, up always with- had
0: the dog played by Buddy the Dog and Mel Blanc as the voice of Mister McKenzie. Go ahead, Dave.
1: I mixed Jaws up with Rosie. I'm pretty sure because I had not seen this movie right since tonight. So it's been you know twenty five thirty years. I watched it the one time and then seven eight years after it when it came out on VHS. Okay. So I uh, I don't, but I I just remember there's a character I probably mixed him up with with but you did Google
2: it, and it actually said that he was in Strange. No. No, 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 that's no, true. No, I
1: did, no, no, no. I, I did. No,
0: I don't know what you Google because I Google it, and there's no such thing.
1: Well, I had I had a friend of mine edit that. No, I'm just
0: kidding. I. La what a great news. The unit publicist is dear Prudence, right at the top there. <laughs> Um, they're doing a thing where they, I I think at this point they're probably really actually legit drunk as they're doing these credits because they're throwing down these beers and you know, it's not a one take Jake, unless they put water in their beer, but I don't really feel that, uh, Moranis and Thomas are going to do that at this point in time.
1: Uh, it's hard to tell. They were great actors, but they look pretty, uh, you know, drunk off beer.
0: They look pretty blitzed right now. And then they're trying to figure out what a key grip is, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, they come early in the morning. They go on the rafters. They go up there. and You don't see them all day. And then they go, uh, like, uh, they leave later. At they don't Ogie. know what a gaffer At o-
1: is. At Ogie.
0: <laughs> Our friend Ogie, Ken Oglevy, is one of the top gaffers or grips, Dave?
1: Grips, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't really don't know. I guess uh, lighting, I think, something. has it's Maybe it's, probably past that. the
0: Grip in in Vancouver, and we were laughing about it. It's very important. He works like every like he works constantly.
1: He's worked for many years in it. I think yeah.
0: So now they're pretending to freeze frame with their crazy uh, faces and all this other stuff. The cowboys ride off into the sunset as uh, the MGM logo appears, and they're just trying to. And then they ride off. This is pretty cool. And he, and he wh- he whistles Old Canada as they say goodbye. So uh, that is strange brew. Um, starring Rick Moranis and uh, and Dave Thomas, so um, what do we think, guys, uh, about this about this film?
1: I I think it's a good you know uh, four point two uh, out of five. I think for me because it brought back some really good memories of uh, idolizing these two. I always wanted to be a, a guy that just drank beer and wore a toque and earmuffs. Um, and
0: talked on camera.
1: Yeah, and talked on camera. But no, <laughs> they were. Uh, you know, they did play the part well. And I mean, SCTV was such a great thing for us growing up. So for me, I'm going to I would give it a, you know, an A just because of that, just because it's a part of our fun heritage comedy of uh, being kids. Otherwise, the, the plots, you know, ridiculous. Uh, there's some f- great scenes like when when Rick Moranis drinks the uh, beer tub to save his life is just perfect. And the fact that they're on trial and ready to get all you know, all these bad charges and they're just joking together like they never took anything serious. Yeah. And the fact that there's a girl involved and there's no way that we can see a romantic love interest with either of these two idiots. So there's something definitely two special boys. Uh they should have stayed in the home, you know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think well, it's, what do you think? It's partially that that when you're talking about how old are they, they just there's something about them that like they're kids all the time, like you know, with the with yes, the bleeding right? And there's a, a bailiff helping him, you know, holding a towel, a cold towel on his head, like he's a little, <laughs> yeah. Baby and they're just <laughs> his brother goes away for
1: three seconds and he's yeah. crying the blues. These guys are not breeders. They cannot breed and change the world, man. There's no uh, breeding coming out of these two. (laughs) I don't want to use that term too much, but
2: (laughs) But, you know, and when they're playing around with the uh, the electric shock therapy stuff, it's like, no, no, get away from there. You guys, come on, come on. They're just treated like kids the whole time. You know, they're they're kind of taken care of, but But and they really are kids. I think Indiana Jones type thing. Where do they really do much? Like they just kind of happen to be there. Yeah, good call. Right. The Rose.
0: That's a good point. You know, when they say that Indiana Jones, if he wasn't in the movie, it would still happen, which is not necessarily true. There is one scene that if ha- if if that hadn't happened, the movie wouldn't have happened. But he really is just kind of a product of his environment. And that's the same thing with uh, with uh, Bob and Doug. And the fact that um, it holds up. This is 1983 for, like we said, it's basically what they call it, a fad, like a fad. Of characters like, you know, Polly Shore, wheezing the Juice. You watch that back now and it's not good. You watch this back now and it's actually really, really good because, once again, we made jokes where they surrounded themselves with really good actors. So, therefore, even though they're good actors too, they could play these really stupid, childish characters and it fits because they play it straight. Like, if everybody was like, Waka Waka, it wouldn't work. But just be, but the way that they played it, uh, because everyone else was so serious,
2: it, it worked which is why Max von Sydow was was a, a good call to get there. So <laughs> yeah. That, it's a great casting that call. Real that real serious. I mean Paul Dooley is an idiot, but then those guys were kind of like Abbott yeah. and the 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 bad guys kind of, you know. But again, like from uh for Bob and Doug, those characters to be these like throwaway kind of characters when they first came out with a sort of a okay, like, hey, we're going to be funny for 2 minutes and then actually make a whole movie right. of it where Yeah you know they can actually get through a whole movie and it's not horrible it's, 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 yeah kind of actually amazing. it's a great
1: it's a great creative idea you have we're, we're two hosers we drink beer and we don't care about anything but beer okay you got it yeah, yeah. we kind of are stupid well, <laughs> and all we care about is beer you got it yeah and then just throw a plot in there and it's you know it, kind it, of it kind genius.
0: of it kind of is an offshoot on one of the best Senate live movies which was also a buddy comedy of the Blues Brothers in that it's, you know, it's Belushi and Aykroyd and they play it straight with all of these ridiculous things are happening. And like in the middle of this real serious scene, suddenly a song and dance breaks out, you know, shake your tail feather, Ray Charles, the whole city of Chicago is dancing. And then as soon as the, as the musical numbers over, they just go right back into acting. And that's what I found with, with this movie Strange Brew. It's like a Canadian version of that, although you can enjoy this whether you're Canadian or not. And like they're doing all this stuff, obviously it's a comedy, but when, when Rick when Bob is bloated up as this fat, you know, eighty seven gallons of beer that has to take a piss, once he takes the piss, they just go right back into it. Like they don't there's no like, that was crazy. Like, yeah, well that happens. You drink eighty seven gallons of beer and you have to take a piss, right? <laughs> So, it really is kind of a, a, an offshoot version of Blues Brothers for me. Same chemistry between the guys, uh, a great kind of uh, plot, action, adventure, murder mystery. Obviously, the Hamlet connection is hilarious. Sure. Um, smaller maybe budget, though. A smaller budget. And I'd say, I'd go as far as to say, maybe even a little bit underrated this movie because it is really good. Yeah, it's really funny. And I think because it was so Canadian themed and oriented. Maybe people didn't remember it as much as they could have, but I think you could go watch this no matter where you're from and enjoy it. It'd be interesting to know where it did well, what
1: countries or what parts of the U.S., like outside of Canada, because in right. Canada, it was like everybody was obsessed. But sometimes in the U.S., it'll be the Eastern U.S. or New York City or somebody that'll be just like, oh, we love this. But everybody I've met through, anybody in the States, through, it's always brings up, they bring up the Bob and Doug, like 60, 70% of the time. Yeah. Eventually, when you start really getting to know them. And it's kind of like, well, we
0: weren't exactly like that, eh? You know, or whatever. <laughs> people thought we weren't <laughs> exactly like it. Yeah. I mean, once again, I think that, that the Bob and Doug thing was such a kind of a moment in time. You'll probably never have that again because it was so unique and people really didn't know about this kind of strange world called Canada. They actually were planning on doing a sequel for this, it was going to be called Homebrew. That was planned for production in 1999, but financing fell through at the last minute, which, which sucks. And the, uh, the plute was Dan Aykroyd was going to play the part of their friend uh, Rick Ripple. Um, and the plot was that uh, Bob and Doug, now working as garbage men, will be convinced by a fast talking insurance salesman, Dan Aykroyd, to get into the microbrewing business. <laughs> Oh, so I, I
1: anyway i'm gonna change my rating this movie's about a two out of five
3: <laughs>
1: we can never get picked up again if it tried oh my goodness <laughs> yeah. there's That's always something. those
2: legends eh? just like Slapshot two was right yeah
0: well that what they
2: actually made that and it's terrible it's got one
0: Did of the they, bald they ones finally in. made that but it it's was- it's you know what they have oh we got the three hansons so let's make a movie it's just it's like blues brothers too it's like just stop Please yeah, stop. Exactly. Um, so once again, this movie is very critically acclaimed uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got an approval rating of 75%, uh, which is very good. And um, once again, if, if you guys uh, enjoyed this, go watch it on your own. Uh, last question for you. What's your favorite scene in the movie, uh, if you have to pick one? Uh, let's start with uh, Dave. Yeah.
1: Um- I, I really just loved, I mean, it's the money shot, I think, you know, but it's just Rick Moranis in that beer tub when he's when when it he when got the smallest head on earth when they show the biggest body. That one in particular scene is so Monty Python. It's so, like, ridiculous. Like, for sure they said, okay, all right, no, more bloating, more, whatever they would do. I don't think yeah. it was computers in 83, but it was, the, the body is five miles wide and the head is four inches in diameter. Right. And it's just like the funniest thing with still, with still a stunned look on his face.
2: Yeah. Still, still Rick Moranis. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: With, with always with this look. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Always the face to the die. side, the slight stroke.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite scene is still, uh, and it, 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 it was, it was today as well as when they're at the bottom of the lake in the van Drinking drink the air out of the beer bottles, which is actually like really smart. And then the cop comes and shows his badge and then he rolls the winner down and shows his license. I mean, it's so stupid. But the funny uh, thing really, is, the really really well cop done. probably,
1: if the cop didn't show his badge, I'm not trying to rewrite the film, but if he was banging on the door, <laughs> get out, guys. And then the, the, the dumb McKenzie brother puts his hand in his wallet, in his pocket, and pulls out his wallet to show him, would be even
0: better.
2: I'm not trying to rewrite history.
0: But. <laughs> Yeah <laughs> uh Rival, what's your I favorite that, scene?
2: That's hilarious too. And it reminds me of I think it's um The Spy Who Loved Me, one of the Bond movies where uh he goes uh Roger Moore gets he goes into the water and he sees they're ready to shoot him if <laughs> he comes up and he, he undoes the uh the cap for the the tire and he starts yeah sucking on it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I yeah, yeah, remember yeah. that. But, yeah. yeah, good call. But, yeah, I think for me the funniest is just that that. When they're showing their the movie, in the, the oh. mutants of two thousand fifty yeah. one or whatever, it's like you know, ten years after World War War Eight, and <laughs> and Doug is uh, Doug is directing, so he's like, act. That's right, <laughs> which we used in a lot of our uh,
0: movies that we made in high school. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> act. Yeah,
2: Man of War. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that, that whole thing is just so ridiculous. It, it's just that's great. And especially seeing it in the theater and just going, is this is the whole movie going to be like this? You know, like so. Yep. Yeah. Rybo, at nine years old, that that movie changed
1: your life, man. That was yep. uh, plutonium for you. You just went out and did every I... drug, booze. You drank the boot beer. You you followed the von
0: Sido uh, the von Sido routine and just got loaded for every movie you saw after that. Pretty much. Pretty much. I had Guys, a
2: lot of Python before that, too. so
0: We'll have to do this again. Um, if you enjoyed this show, and even if you didn't, Winnipeggers, every Thursday uh, at 9, uh, come visit us there, and we'll pick some more movies and do uh, more watch-alongs. This was a good time. Yeah, sounds great. Awesome. Good time. So uh, good day, eh? Take off, eh? I'll see you later,
1: Watch That's pretty good, eh? That's beauty, eh? I
2: do. I do. I guess we're married, Claire. Don't Where's the honeymoon? Order
1: Order Give me a toasted bag, babe And hold the toast Don't make me laugh, babe I must instruct you Not to speak Unless you are spoken to Jeez, he's starting to sound like the old man Pretty soon he'll be
3: sending me out for beers. <laughs>